the pounding begins. The wagons are circled. Every wind is raided. It's football time in America, and this republic has never been stronger. The Sportsocracy, Beer City's best sports talk, live from the Ingalls studio. Welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. We're heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, live or on demand, and you can take us with you every go, everywhere you go with the iHeartRadio app. And, of course, watch us live in the Ingalls studio on YouTube. Go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, join us in the chat. It's always important on a Threadbare Thursday. Whatever you want talked about, we will get to throughout the program, so be sure to get those comments in while we're on here. Um, We got tickets going out today, Asheville Championship tickets. Uh, We've got Jones Angel. Voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels going to join us at four o'clock as always on a uh, or excuse me at one o'clock as always here on a uh, on a uh, Tar Heel time. So we'll get you you know get you updated and we'll talk to him just about you know why is it that Jones didn't tell me how great Tez Walker was? Well, I did. I but still you obviously hold it. didn't listen. I, you didn't press it. You didn't press it as much as you should have. And <laughs> I feel like I was duped in some way, but all for the good in the end. We got Thursday night football tonight. Go ahead, do it. Thursday night football. There you go. A little slow on the uptake. Is there gas leak in here? What's uh, going on, man? Well, you know, I'm just uh, I'm worn out from comments and and things, and <laughs> it, we're, a- we're on day three of. Well, here's the thing, Tank. I can't handle stupid, yeah, okay? Like, if you have a cognitive point that you can express from a point of view that comes from somebody with an IQ above salad dressing, I'll listen to it all day. Like I told somebody earlier today, if I have 100 points, you're going to completely agree with me on 40, vehemently disagree with me on 40, and 20, ah, I probably just pass by without even acknowledging. Right. Three years from now, I will have been right on 40, horribly wrong on 40, and ah, the other 20 just kind of fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. And those two aren't going to line up. It's the beauty of this. It's the reason we can do it until the day we die. Uh, the, the Caleb Williams video has a life of its own oh, on Instagram. And, and, and it I'm is just capitalizing all of his time. Oh, every time somebody opens their mouth. Uh, every time Caleb <laughs> Williams opens his mouth, I'm like, I like this kid less and less by the minute. Uh-huh. He's not, uh, but he's we'll not talk about himself. that later in the show. He's not doing himself any favors. Uh, we have our first one of these of the day. I'm your huckleberry. It's from Smokey the Cat. He's asking a fantasy football question. He just traded Josh Allen and DJ Moore and gets jamar chase he has joe burrow mm, yeah i would do that i would do that because jamar chase is real real good at football mm-hmm. and josh allen's schedule is evil and dj moore is currently being thrown to by something called a tyson pageant which i'm pretty sure one of those just died in our field and there's buzzard circling <laughs> overhead there could be a bad in the weasel family uh it could be out there somewhere uh yeah you can super chat all of your uh questions uh fantasy or or non End of the chat. Threadbare Thursday here, so we'll get to all of them throughout the show today. I have a cavalcade of tomfoolery. I uh, I don't think I've ever been more equipped to tell weird stories, crime stories, 
Uh, we have one crime that I'm I'm going to play a game with Tank. We've never played a game in crimes. No. But we're going to play Mad Libs. I'm going to tell you a story, and I want you to tell me the three pieces of information that I left out. Because right. it completely changes the story when you know them. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Welch says not all salad dressings are created equal. Just no, so of course you know. not. No, you have the smart salad dressings, which which, which we've talked about. Vinaigrette. Caesar. Yeah. Uh, the vinaigrettes, they think they're smarter than they are. But, I mean, universally we can agree that blue cheese and ranch dressing, those those are the Florida Gator graduates of salad dressings. Yeah. Blue cheese much higher class than you give it credit no, for. No, yes. it's not. Yes, it is. I mean, ranch is the dumb one, for sure. No doubt. Ranch is just, I mean, it's like. Ranch the- is the one that's commenting on this Instagram video <laughs> a lot. <laughs> It's the salad dressing that you give the box of crayons to. Like, 100%. Here, here you go. I want you to explain <laughs> what you want to say here, and we'll give you some crayons to do it. <laughs> Don't eat them. By the Don't way, eat them. I by, know you went to Florida. Okay? By the way, love ranch. Nothing against you ranch-loving people out there. We are among you. Oh, I mean, there's different kinds, too. There's the really hoity-toity keto ranch, and then you got Hidden Valley, which it's delicious the best of the ranches i vehemently disagree with you what is there are two ranches in that fridge right there that are better than hidden valley right now (laughs) i'm waiting give it to me Uh, marie's is one of them i don't remember what the like marie calendars like the pot pie lady every person not named marie is not related to marie calendars i know there's cookies in the break room and it's been breaking your brain for the better part of 48 hours it has been. Not everything comes back to baked goods there, formerly I Fatman. Wanna, I want to set that break room on fire right now. Listen, Every I time I walk by it, it's like just an evil calling out to me. It's like the little fingers on the windowsill in the Bugs Bunny cartoon. Just come here and get you a cookie. Doesn't <clears> phase <throat> me a drop. I don't know. Yeah, but you're because you're not a sweetsman. You don't you don't like sweets as much as I do. I like a chocolate chip cookie every now and then. Yeah, well, see, I like twelve chocolate chip cookies every now and then, and that's all at one time. And that's why Tank at one time had the dimensions of the fattest offensive lineman in the no, NFL. No doubt, I'm the guy that would buy two fries at the fast food place just to have one to eat on the way home. So then I'd had a full meal to eat when I got home. Because like, you don't want to end up getting home with your burger and you got no fries left. And that man, ladies and gentlemen, had a heart attack at 40 years old. <laughs> don't do as I do. I never said I was a role model. All right, Thursday night football tonight. Uh, big injury question. Trevor Lawrence. He's got the banged up knee. He could go tonight. He's going to be a game time decision, they say. Is it bad that I don't care if he plays or not? And no, because I was getting ready to say the same thing. Like, if C.J. Beathard plays in this game, which, I, A, I'm I'm almost hoping that it happens so that I can say his name no less than six times over the course of the next 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville should win this game anyway. I would agree. I know you're on the road. I know the Saints are, are, are a, they're a good-ish team. But that team is really disjointed. They're mm-hmm. not well coached. Mm-hmm. And now you're going into a short week. If you are what we think you are, you should win this game no matter who plays quarterback. If you bring out the la- the, the legend of Nathan Rourke because C.J. Beathard can't go tonight for some reason, you should still win this game if you are who we think you are. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. I mean, because I don't 
necessarily believe that's true. Name like, me the position group where the Jacksonville Jaguars are not superior to the no, New Orleans Saints. No, I get it. But it but it matters when you take the quarterback off the team. Right? I, I, I'm not ever, saying it doesn't. It, I'm just saying these are games that San Francisco would win. All right, Brock Purdy goes out, Sam Darnold comes in, and I understand that's better than having C.J. Beathard, but you tell me I'm wrong. But they You didn't. have the ancillary pieces. But they didn't this past week, right? They lost their stars and ended up losing but that's not what i said but that has nothing to do with what i just said i said the starting quarterback doesn't play because calvin ridley's gonna be here travis Etienne's gonna be here that none of that's in doubt what's in doubt is does trevor play Mm -hmm. brock purdy goes down sam darnold comes in next man up 49ers win nine times out of ten especially in a game like this where you're getting a poorly coached saints team that is reeling coming off a loss to the texans that the division doesn't look like it's locked up anymore and I don't have faith that this is going to be better four days after you lost to the Texans. Mm-hmm. You should win anyway. Okay. I agree with you. I think they probably would win anyway. Uh, oh. Andreas Pinckney, by the way, got the answer right. It's secondary and linebacker are the two positions that, that, that they are better than Jacksonville. No, oh, okay. Running back, they should be, but apparently uh, Pete Carmichael doesn't understand. Alvin Kamara and Chris Olave are the two best players you have. Stop running, Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? I love all the Saint fans so much. I want Pete Carmichael to like get lost in the woods or something. I mean, I don't want him to get hurt. I just yeah. want you to let Ronald Curry call plays tonight and then go. Oh, that's what this is supposed to look like. <laughs> where not every person in the stadium knows exactly what we're going to do before we do it. Right. I mean, just because he's you know, just because he's part of the culture there, because he's part of the part of the tree right still part of the i hate that Sean argument and tree <laughs> uh, saint mean fans you in have the, to keep him around right saint fans in the chat they don't just want him to get lost in the woods they want nefarious things to oh, happen they, once he gets there right i, I mean, think I've a couple from, of them want him to have an interaction with a bear right i've i've heard this from saints fans for three years it feels like of pete carmichael has to be gone and i get it it's like Matt Canada with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Once it goes stale, Mike McCarthy, you need to stop doing it, right? You need to change up a little bit. Well, it's the definition of insanity. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is what we do. Well, it's not working. Then why do you keep doing it? Because it's the only thing we know. Uh, well, then learn something else. Learn a book, mm-hmm. bro. Problem is, a lot of these guys can't or refuse to think that their system is going to work at some point. Oh, it worked with Sean, so, oh, it should still work. Well, no, you know, Sean was better at this than you are, right? Yeah, Sean could that. use that when he was there. <laughs> when he was there, he was better. And okay, so, so he got up into that uh, He got up in that Rocky Mountain elevation and the thin air started to cut off his brain. Absolutely. They made a movie about him, and then all of a sudden, he just can't coach anymore. Did you see the backside of his play chart? The story is old as time. The, the, by the way, I'm waiting for a coach to do this because I would totally do this. If I was a coach and I had that play chart and they kept zooming in on me and I kept seeing the backside of the chart on Twitter, at some point I would put something horribly vulgar in the middle of that sheet. Oh, 100%. I don't know exactly what it would be, but I keep seeing those get leaked. Mike McCarthy's has been put out there like 50 times. Hashtag Fafo. Oh, That's no, all be, I would say. Oh, no, it'd be way worse than you that. You couldn't do that, though. Oh, I could do whatever I wanted well, to. Well, yeah, I mean, they'll you find You can do anything once. Yeah, That's I was going to say, they'll find you. Fines. I don't, don't care, care about fines. fines. <laughs> Come at me, bro. I'll, t- I'll just pay your fines. Mm, or not. 
We're not. I mean, you kind of have to, right? Yeah, my, my, my parking record would lend itself to maybe that's not something I would do. Yeah. That's I would probably. True. I was going to say, I'd probably pay those. Yeah, They're going to come after you. I've point. never had one. I've never had a traffic infraction of any kind, actually. Which is, which is odd. Because if you got caught for anything, it would be going too slowly on the interstate. I drive the speed limit. Okay? I'm a safeman, and I want us all to be safemen. That's right. Going slowly on the interstate. Even doing the speed limit on the interstate can get people killed, Jeremy, just so you know that. It is the sports Yeah, because there's morons like you that are doing 104. <laughs> it's, can't, can't help it. Can't drive 55. I, I drove I out of here behind you it. the other day and went, that man just doesn't really value tomorrow much, does he? Yeah. Just whipping in out of lanes like, I got to go. Dance like nobody's looking. Uh, well, you drive like you've really got to poop. Uh, that's, that's, that's what I thought as I watched you drive off. <laughs> oh, you drive like you're about to give birth. <laughs> I, I drive like nice. I, I was given birth to in 1922. Yes, you do. It is the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM at 1400. Yes, Trevor Lawrence and uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on Derek Carr. Is he, is he, is he going to play? Is yes. he all good? He's good yes. to go. Uh, and it looks like Jamal Williams will play tonight. And the New Orleans Saints, right? Jamal Williams is due to come back off of IR. So you got the one-two punch in the running game back together for the New Orleans Saints. Maybe that'll help, right? Maybe that'll help the whole rhythm of Pete Carmichael. Who knows? Well, I mean, having all your pieces can't hurt. It's just, I, this is one of those scenarios where I'm looking at the betting side of this going, this feels really easy. Because everybody in the public is going to say, oh, well, Trevor Lawrence couldn't play, and they're going to try to get on the right side of that. Mm-hmm. But then I check the smart money, and it seems like all the smart money's on Jacksonville. It's got to be. Ooh, why does that happen? Because you take the things that I absolutely know to be true. I know that in four days you have not corrected the issues that you've had all season long. Mm-hmm. Now you're adding potentially another piece to the offense. Adding more players never streamlines this, ever. Especially not when you have a problem like this where Rashid Shahid has been your most productive player. That's not how this works. So to me, this just feels like a if, if New Orleans wins this, I'm going to probably walk away going, I'm back in that same boat I was in Jacksonville again. Where, man, you let me down every time you have any reason to do so. With or without? Don't Trevor? care. Don't care. Do not care. You should win this either way. Okay. Either way. Um, I would agree with that statement. However, if you lost the game and you didn't have Trevor, to me, clearly that would that would matter. I mean, especially if you lose in a you know, 17-13 kind of a just real close game, it would have mattered to me. Um if Trevor was there. So, I mean, I'd give you a break on that one. I, I don't tend br- to give breaks. I don't really embrace excuses. I embrace solutions. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the solution. You got a New Orleans team that defensively cannot start or offensively cannot stay on the field because, as was pointed out in the YouTube comments, they can't run block. So, your defense should be able to do not anything it wants to. You're missing Tyson Campbell, which is not going to hurt, not going to help. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Olave is going to have a decent game tonight. But none of that sways this enough that you should lose. But then it comes back to this is Jacksonville, and I've already seen them do this once. Mm-hmm. 
It's the reason it's so hard to do power rankings every week and not overreact to everything you see. That's why our power rankings look different than virtually anybody else's do. San Francisco loses a game last week. Everybody else drops them to three or four. That's dumb. That's dumb. Miami loses to Buffalo. Everybody wanted to drop them out of the top five. That's dumb. Jacksonville, on the other hand, you've won two games in London. That's really the impressiveness that I've seen from you. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you smoked your former quarterback in your stadium the week after the presumed starter went down for the year. I'm not overly impressed by that because I'm not overly impressed by that team. I'm not overly impressed by the Saints team, and you should do the same thing tonight. And if you don't, I'm going to have questions. Yep. Yep. Uh, look for a lot of Travis Etienne tonight. Um, That's ironic you said that regard because believe, i believe we'll be revisiting that point later in the program well, i mean the last two games he scored four touchdowns right he's had two touchdowns in the last two games and i get that the stats weren't there this past game but again getting into the end zone like that obviously it helps your fantasy team but it's also going to help your team in real life touchdowns are cyclical but i have a funny feeling that that cyclical is going to keep up tonight you're in the sportocracy and this is espn Asheville. the best season of the year is here tailgate season monster brewing presents this season's mvp the beast unleashed with four bold familiar flavors with zero caffeine and zero sugar beast unleashed is your new pre-game ritual with white haze mean green peach perfect and scary berries there's a flavor for every fan the beast unleashed six percent alcohol by volume unleashed responsibly must be 21 or over beast unleashed available at your local retailer I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. the sportsocracy pull up your pants take off the bra and be a man espn Asheville. this is the sportsocracy it's a threadbare thursday if you're not uh subscribed to the youtube channel please do so that way you can get in on the chat with us every day and you can uh throw out your topics for the day uh philly cheesesteak uh, says, what team should sell at the trade deadline and start over? New England Patriots. Oh, wait, you don't have anything to sell. Um, yeah, that'd be like selling at Smiley's Flea Market. Well, I got these hubcaps for uh, 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 a Kia Rio. <laughs> can, can I interest <laughs> but you? But I in, drive a Dodge Durango. Uh, it's, uh, uh, for I, a, you can make them fit. Ah, you can weld anything. You got a sledgehammer? We can put them things on there. Uh, In the next hour, we are going to talk buyers, sellers at the NFL trade deadline, players that could be on the move because we are but 12 days away. And there are some teams that 
we feel like could benefit from extra draft capital. And some teams that have some holes that need to be filled. Yep. Yep. Um, Stay tuned here to the sportsocracy. We're going to make you a winner. I got some Asheville championship tickets and a boss man just came down the hallway and said, Hey, uh, yep. Tar Heels are at home this weekend. So we got tickets for that as well. So I got, and you can't take them. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. He didn't say that. Uh, no, I thought that was implied. Is it though? 100%. You're sure. I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, Virginia is in Chapel Hill this weekend, so we'll have two tickets uh, for that game to give away later on in the program. Um, we'll we'll follow Jones Angel's appearance uh, up with that at the 4 o'clock hour, and plus those Asheville Championship tickets still to give away on the program today, so stay tuned with us here. And uh, as I said, get your topic ideas into the youtube chat here on a threadbare thursday it is a big weekend in the nfl i mean we got a we, we got a handful of really good intriguing matchups I think buffalo tonight, bills at the new england patriots yeah, i not, promise that'll be the last shot i take at new england because you're really wasn't one of them uh i think i think tonight's falls into that category tonight's does for of, sure of 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 games that could be pivotal in the race to the playoffs first place in your nfc south between the atlanta falcons and your tampa bay buccaneers yes uh that's at the bottom of the barrel of the interesting games this weekend not for me me. that was pretty Uh, high to me is it really it is okay well i mean because somebody has to win that division if new orleans loses tonight like i think they will then that's for first place very true (sighs) tease and peace for baker mayfield don't think it's gonna go well oh but he's a great quarterback no, that has been not. held back by coaching staffs if i've heard that one time in the last three days i've heard it five thousand times yeah y'all know that little uh that, that that fun little thing we've been doing with desmond ritter for the last couple of weeks where he's thrown for over 300 yards and you know kyle pitts has gotten involved in the offense and drake london as well that's going to continue this weekend sunday at one o'clock just so you know, I don't like I, I don't like my team in this game all that much. You shouldn't, because uh, they owe you one anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because you stole one from them last year on what was quite possibly the worst flag I've ever seen thrown. No doubt, no doubt. Bucks and the uh, Falcons in that one o'clock slate. Uh, Going to be one of those. Also in the one o'clock slate, Detroit and Baltimore. I'm real interested in that one. There's no David Montgomery. What is this going to look like now that Jameer Gibbs is back? I hope this is where they they go, hey, we used a first-round pick on a running back. Maybe we already use him. Or are they going to do the thing that they've been doing and just kind of sprinkle him in and turn to Craig Reynolds? Or (laughs) That's an interesting benchmark game to me for the Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. Look, I believe in that team a lot we had them in the top five of the power rankings Tank and i both said that that's a team we actually think can win a super bowl yes Mm -hmm. we know how weird that sounds Mm -hmm. but baltimore is one of those well-coached teams you're on the road you're out of the dome you know how i feel about jared goff outside of domes and this will tell me a lot about detroit i mean you started off really hot you've got the win over kansas city that tank keeps wanting to put the asterisk on Mm mm-hmm other than that, your four wins are the Falcons, pa- Packers, Panthers, and Buccaneers. Yep. None of those are exactly stirring me. 
So you come out and beat a Baltimore team, and you take how high we are on them right now, and that's only going to get significantly more. Yep. Uh, big test for Baltimore as well. I mean, this will be the best the 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 best offense they've faced all season. Baltimore is a four and two team that, in large part, has looked like a two and four team. Now, that is not a dig. Good teams find ways to win games that they're not supposed to, mm-hmm. and, and Baltimore has done that. Minus Pittsburgh, which was a game you should have won, and you found a way to lose. So the winner of that to me walks out with with a notch in the belt, and and we probably look at them differently than we did. The question I have about Baltimore is how are they going to stack up against primo competition? And I feel like this is yeah you had that Bengals game, right? Second week of the season, but this will be a this will be a big test because you're not facing Kenny Pickett in this game. Well, my, you're not I mean, facing the biggest... Dorian Thompson Robinson. Like this will be, you're facing Jared Garf, and I know that name doesn't strike fear into the hearts. It should, but it should this year. Well, the thing that uh, this is one of those styles make fights kind of games because the biggest drawback I see of Baltimore is that you cannot consistently get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. This is probably the best offensive line in the league. If it's not, it's in the top three. Right. So you take something that's already a weakness of yours and you multiply it because of what you're going up against. You find a way to win this, okay, now we're talking about uh, Baltimore's a much more serious contender yep. because I think you've got three more gears to hit and you would be five and two. Yeah, Sunday could be a fantastic day just because there are primo games in every slate. I wouldn't expect much from me on Sunday. No, Sunday night football, Miami Dolphins, Philadelphia Eagles, that is must-see TV. Chargers and the Chiefs. Always a barn burner, always a close game in that division rivalry. And maybe, just maybe, this will be the last time we have to see Brandon Staley as the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Maybe. Depending on how poorly that game goes, yes. 425 is the start for that one. And then, like we said, in the 1 o'clock slate, you got the Baltimore and and the the Detroit game. You got like a separation game in between the Steelers and the Rams in that 405 slot. Of course, I think we both look at those teams or we look at both of those teams and go, I mean, you're not really a you're not a contender for anything per se. Maybe a last playoff spot in your respective divisions. So I feel like this is going to be a great slate of NFL games this weekend. Uh that, that's all I plan on doing because the uh the college slate is not quite as good it starts quite nicely, and then, and then, it falls off a cliff. Mm-hmm. There are two genuinely watchable games this entire weekend. And do you agree? In college, you got, you got Penn State, Ohio State, in the big noon kickoff on Fox, right? Duke at Florida State's the night game on ABC. Okay, name me another game that's even watchable. Really? USC Utah is not worth watching? A boring ass team with their backup quarterback against a team that just got drugged down the sidewalk by Notre Dame. I'm going to pass. I, I mean, I understand why you said it because that is probably three, mm-hmm. but you've got one best game of the year so far. The next one is a, is a good, interesting little matchup. Florida State's at home. It shouldn't be all that close, but if it is, it could be fun to watch. Mm hmm. And then you drop off an absolute mountain to 
Caleb Williams. It's Caleb Williams against a good defense. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for a narrative and a reason to watch it, then there you go. Tennessee, Alabama. Ugh. Third Saturday in October. Or Can I tell you a is? fun story about the SEC that I just learned yesterday? What's that? Uh, and I have another story about the SEC that we'll talk about later in this here program. Do you know who the second highest rated quarterback in the SEC is? Second highest rated mm -hmm. quarterback? One's obviously Jaden Daniels. I figured that was yeah. assumed. I, I don't know. Is it Jackson Dart? No. Carson Beck? No. Who? It's Jalen Milrow. Oh. You want to really understand how bad the SEC is? There you go. <laughs> I think that's pretty much all you need. That's uh, What is that, QBR? Yes. Or? Okay. Second highest QBR in the SEC is Jalen Milrow. Okay. Which is almost impossible for me to wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. Not interested in Clemson, Miami? No, because I don't think that's a game for long at all. That, that, that will be in the bangers tomorrow. That's right. Tomorrow on a football Friday where we'll have all of the picks for the weekend. Uh, will Chief be back by then? Or we I, I hope so. I sent him a text earlier today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks since we've had the Chief in the studio. Hopefully he'll be back for Beat the Chief tomorrow on a football Friday where we'll get you set for all of the games this upcoming weekend when we come back for the break it'll be time to get just a bit outside here in the sportsocracy if cleanliness is next to godliness look around the car right now is that very godly look life comes at you fast but so does wnc auto detailing they have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor you don't believe me check them out on instagram all that filth and years of stains disappear wnc auto detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction and they do wax and ceramic coatings call wnc auto detailing at 455-3700 premium care with a southern hospitality touch at Ingalls, we're proud to sponsor area athletics at all levels. Whether we're building new fields for t-ball, celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park. We're here for the fans. No one gets the dedication to the home team like you guys. And we've got all the sports you can handle. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. It is the Sportsocracy ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Jeremy's not the movie buff, but I feel like there are certain things from certain movies that we should all know. Are, are you right? about to give me the Liam Neeson uh, remodels a house with his son? No. I heard Dan Patrick talking about that. No, what was that? He, he was talking about movies that he sees somebody's in a movie and just immediately, I have to watch that. Yep, I don't do that. Because I don't want to hear Liam Neeson go, I pulled the building permit. It's right here in my hand. <laughs> I, no, I need terrorists to come in. That's what you do. All right. Uh, know your of, lane. One of the best movies of all time, in my opinion, was the movie Fight Club. Jeremy. That is a movie I've seen. Okay, he has seen Fight Club. Good. All right, so... Uh, do you know the first rule of Fight Club? You don't talk about Fight Club. What is the second rule of Fight Club? You don't get to the end because the ending is really confusing. No. I mean, the movie's from 1996, so if you haven't said, spoilers, sorry. The second rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. Well, somebody talked about Fight Club, apparently. Uh, in Oklahoma, Kingfisher High School head football coach, he is, uh, 
now facing a felony count of child neglect after Kingfisher police did some investigating and they received a notification about assaults that had occurred within Kingfisher High School football locker room. And in their investigation, they discovered that many times the kids were left to their own devices, right? There's no oversight in the locker room as far as the coaches were concerned. And kids kept coming home with injuries. The parents were asking questions. And then finally a video surfaced of what they described in the locker room as the ring. The ring was a fun little game that the kids would play after practice or whenever they would get into the locker room and they would form a ring out in the open middle part of the uh, of the floor and then they would just throw two dudes in the middle of the ring and just let them duke it out. The video that I've seen is of one guy in boxing gloves and the other kid has towels duct taped to his fists. I guess, so I guess to even it out and these kids just wailed on each other. When they went to ask the coach about it, he said, "Yes, I, I've I've heard of the ring." Well, and you let the kids box in there? Well, I don't know anything about boxing. I I but I do know what the ring is. Okay, well, what else did they do in there? Well, I mean, I saw a wrestling match one time, but I figured that was nothing out of the ordinary since most of the kids on my football team are also on the wrestling team. So I thought it was just no big deal. How how do you think that way? You do, so you saw it happen. You know that this occurs in your locker. See, this is the this is the problem that I have. When we find out that things like this are going on in locker rooms or worse things are happening in locker rooms and the coaches say, I have no idea. No, you do have an idea. You just don't want to do anything about it because you think it's all just fun and games, right? It's boys being boys. We're just building a team character here. What stays in the lo- What happens in the locker room stays in the locker room, whatever cliche you want to throw on this thing. Anybody know where Roy Johnson is? This this sounds like Bishop Bishop Sycamore, uh, Midwest. <laughs> right, right. Uh, facing felony child neglect charges. Uh, this was not a great weekend for dudes in the crowd of uh, of football games. Did you see the clip of the drunken Alabama fan trying to unclasp his date's bra in the crowd? Twenty seven seconds, never got any closer. Just use the whole shot clock, bro. Uh, There was another guy in Miami. His name is, the only thing we know to call him is his Twitter handle, which is homie. He's at the homie. It's real original. He met a girl in section 347 of the Dolphins game. She's a very cute girl wearing a Dolphins hat, got a Michelob Ultra in her hand. Apparently, they took a selfie and he missed his chance to take his shot so he went to twitter and said anyone know where i can find this girl from section 347 row five and i ask you is that a sweet gesture or is that top five creepiest things you've ever seen in your life because the internet has been ablaze trying to answer that question Uh uh-huh why is that creepy okay there's only a handful of scenarios here uh-huh. that this could possibly be. Uh-huh. One, and I think this is far and away the most likely, he took his shot, 
He missed. He got the, oh, I have a boyfriend or something like that. Mm -hmm. Then went to Twitter thinking that if he posted the picture, it would go viral, which it did. And then there would be people going, oh, just give the guy a chance. This is her. That's the most likely. Mm -hmm. There's also, maybe, you know, he thought there was a vibe there, whatever. Mm -hmm. There are only a handful of ways that this end that don't end in the words restraining order. (laughs) The girl in the orange tank top has been trending for three solid days. Uh, That phrase? Yeah. Because that's all we know about her. She's wearing big sunglasses. She's wearing a hat. Mm -hmm. We see that she's wearing an orange tank top. And apparently they had just the best time. And according to him, he got caught up in the moment of the win. We had to take some of the airport, so we were rushing out. Right. Didn't get her number. Turned around. She was gone. Couldn't well, find her in a sea of 30,000 people or how many ever people were there. Like, I get it. And and here's the thing. Coffee's for closers, bruh. And it sounds like you ate John Rocker. <laughs> so not getting many lee smith vibes from this feller the guy who you know he's just a guy who's a guy being a guy what are you talking about uh there is someone who has chimed in and said i'm in direct contact with the infamous dolphin girl from section 347 Mm -hmm. she is quietly observing the chaos from afar she's enjoying the online hoopla and will surface if the dolphins take down the eagles this upcoming sunday night Uh and the only thing i heard when i read that is Dot, dot, dot. Coming to an OnlyFans near you very, very soon. <laughs> okay. See, you went to a completely different place than my brain went, which I heard the dot, dot, dots. But then afterward, I heard you don't have a chance. Bro. Oh, no. Because, I mean, no, you look at that these person would have reached out. Like, as viral as this has gone, that oh, person no would have been like, oh, that's me. I remember you. You were so nice and funny. We can go out on a date and you'd have your big fancy moment. Right. But more, but more likely is she sitting back going, oh, no, <laughs> no, I was just, I was being nice. Oh. Uh, I had 11 domestic megalobultras and... No, not, not everybody's as shallow as you, Jeremy. You don't know they no. could have had some kind of connection on the, you know, on the, another level. Just because this guy doesn't look like he's in her uh, ballpark or stratosphere or hemisphere or whatever sphere you want to put it in, he's he's not because he's not right. No, she's a nine and he's a four. I mean, Sean Strickland would call her a six, but that's. He's a dog. Sean Strickland doesn't hold back. If if you know, you know. If you don't, Google it. (laughs) I cannot say virtually any of it on this show, but it is hilarious. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know me. I think it was a nice gesture. You know, he's just trying to figure out who the hot chick is that got away at the game. Problem is, you didn't have a shot, man. Patrick yeah. Holt said, Tank's right. Jeremy, look at you and HWA. That's fair. Well, here's the thing. Fair. And I'm just going to tell you, this is a, this is a freight up phrase I've lived by my entire life. They never called me bad, but they always called me back. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Good Lord. Funny goes a long way, people. That's all I can tell you. Funny goes a long way. If you're a young man and you look you know, like me, you get you a joke book. You learn that bad boy back to front. Uh, Devontae Adams is in the news. 
Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver, best player on a horrid team. He's not happy because he's not getting the ball. And, and I he should be. And I don't feel like we should have any, you know, hard feelings against him for this. Like no. he, he, he you went... got to understand what Devontae Adams did. Exactly. All right. He walked away from the Green Bay Packers. He went to Green Bay, said, I want, I want out. They get a first, second round pick to send him to Vegas to go be thrown to by his buddy and college teammate, Derek Carr. One year later, he just played a game. With Brian Hoyer, mm-hmm. that would be like Orange Tank Top Girl. It never, no good could come from where I was going with that. There, there was that was Careful. it was going to be funny. It was going to be funny. I, I just I don't know what you expect from him. Of course he's angry. He came here because he was scared of what he was going to get with in Jordan Love, and now you've got markedly worse than that. Brian Hoyer is barely an NFL quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt again. Surprise, surprise. This is not what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, the Raiders are three and three. Do you think that's going to continue? Do you? I'm not. I'm asking metaphorical. You already know your answer. I didn't say a word. You think they're somehow going to go two and fifteen, even though they've already won three games? I mean, of course he's upset. And I get. I'm not usually a big fan of airing things out like this. But I get why you're doing it. The guy's just being honest. Mm-hmm. They asked him what was wrong with the offense. And he was point blank. What was wrong with the offense? It's not featuring me. Most of the time I, cr- I-, I crucify guys that do this, right? We we all do. When a guy comes out and goes, it's all about me. I need mine, blah, 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 blah. That guy, that's a notch against you, right? That immediately goes into the con checklist that we all have in our brains about these athletes. Problem is, this one I sympathize with. Because Devontae Adams is one of the best in the game. And no, I, I mean, I don't, I don't begrudge him for being selfish in this scenario. He said, look, the best way for us to win is for the offense to work. You brought me in here for a reason, and I have to be a huge piece of that puzzle. If I'm not a huge piece of the puzzle, then we're doing it wrong. No doubt. He's absolutely throwing Josh McDaniel under the bus here, and he should, because Mm -hmm. somebody needs to call that clown on the carpet for the horrid job he's done as a head coach in this league. Now, I will say the, the flip of this. Do you know how many receivers in the NFL have more targets than Devontae Adams at this point? I'd say it's a handful. Ten. You're too high. It's five. Okay. He's tied with Adam Thielen. He's behind A.J. Brown, Michael Pittman, Stephon Diggs, Puka Nakua, and Jamar Chase. It's not so much that they're not involving it. That's, and I'm glad you said it that way because that's kind of where I was headed here. It's not that they're not involving you in the offense. You are involved in the offense. You go through big periods of time where you're not. And if it wasn't for, I know of two of those, where you basically went a half and didn't even get acknowledged. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for those, you'd probably be leading the league in, in targets. It's that you just don't have an effective offense. You don't have a point guy. Jimmy Garoppolo, all of you that said he was overrated and, and not good. Yeah, Las Vegas Jimmy Garoppolo is really staring into that. Because he has 
he has been genuinely terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that the best quarterback play I've seen from the Raiders wasn't from Aiden Farva O'Connell. I still find it weird they didn't play him. That did that strike you as weird? No. That no. they went Brian Hoyer instead of Aiden O'Connell. No, that was revenge narrative. I think that's I, exactly what that I was. knew you were going to say that. That's why I asked it. Yeah. I heard somebody else going a big rant about that was why they did it, and yeah. and now if if Jimmy can't go this week, they would go Aiden O'Connell. If that's true, Josh McDaniels is more of a clown show than I thought he was. It's the kind of petty stuff he would do. I fully believe that's why they did that. Because Aiden, you see was, any Aiden path- was fine the week before, right? I mean, he was okay. He fumbled. A it was bunch something of to times. build on. Do you see any path that Devontae Adams is on any other team this year? No. I don't either. I don't see anybody making the move. I oh, really somebody would 100% make the move. I don't think they're answering the phone. Really? You understand? The Raiders are 3-3. Three and three. You got to look around and go, what message would this send? You got to make a – if you were going to make a move here, you got to do it in the next 12 days. Mm-hmm. What in the world could happen Sunday that's going to make Raider fans think, nope, we're completely out of this, if they don't already? They don't – do they think oh stop do they do i need to direct you back to instagram because i will do it i mean i mean please. i I know you put your fingers in your ears and don't listen to anything social media wise but yes there are a lot of raider fans that think they're gonna make the playoffs (laughs) and i don't think they're gonna be far off of it Mm -hmm. i don't think you're going to make it Mm -hmm. but you can't ship Devontae adams out now especially not when you look around and go who would be making that call because i can only think of a handful of teams the Chiefs are one. They're in your division. That's They're not right. doing that. Yeah. The Jets would be one. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. But then I also look at what are you going to get back? You gave up a one and a two last year. You're not getting a one back now. You'd be lucky to get a two back now. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't know how you sell it. Yeah. This feels like an uncomfortable marriage. I just don't know how it's going to. I don't know how anything else happens. Unless this season goes to fruition and then it in the off season becomes a one of us has to go. It's either me or him. Mm-hmm. And and I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure it would be him. At that point, you're a 32 year old wide receiver, right? That's on a market setting deal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who if there is a taker for Devontae Adams. Uh, before we I don't go, know if there's a solution. Before we go to commercial break, uh, common sense ain't common. Asked us. How many games do you think that the Colts can win without Anthony Richardson and with Jonathan Taylor? We both came to the same answer in the break. Mm-hmm. That's seven. Yeah, four more. I think you can go about seven and ten. If you're really lucky, you could go eight and nine, maybe nine and eight. Mm-hmm. I don't in any way see a playoff team. But you're going to be in that weird nebulous where you win just enough to pick at the back of the top ten or in the very beginning of the teens. You're in the Sportocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Jeremy's got bangers for Thursday Night Football coming up next. The Asheville Championship returns to Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. 
That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Market. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business. And we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Coffee's for closers only. Get them the money! Then we get the money. You get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then we get the power. Then you get the work. Thursday night football. If Trevor Lawrence plays tonight, we might actually get a halfway decent Thursday night game. If he doesn't, then this is going to hurt. This is Green on Green brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices, love the savings. Jacksonville Jaguars are a two-point dog tonight at the New Orleans Saints, and there is a big question as to whether quarterback Trevor Lawrence will play. If he does, this line is insane. I believe he will. It's a short week. I get it, but this is a game you need if you're the Jaguars, so if he can physically go, he will. I'm taking Jacksonville in the money line, plus 105. I will go over the 40. Yes, both of these defenses are pretty good, and the offenses have been a little inconsistent. Thursday night football, weird things always happen. Go exactly the opposite of what it is you think you should do. Jaguars in the money line over the 40. In college football, James Madison's a four-point favorite at Marshall. James Madison is one of the only undefeated teams in college football. Marshall played very close with a horrifically bad NC State team. That's moving this number to a point that it shouldn't. The Dukes will roll. Give me James Madison minus the four. And finally, Rice is a two-point dog at Tulsa, and that is stupid. Tulsa is not all that good. And much like we saw last night at Sam Houston, bad teams on a Thursday night, you're going to draw roughly 64 people. So home field advantage is not going to do much for you. Give me the owls. I'll take them in the money line plus 150. For more, find us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, love the savings with Ingles. Love the winnings with me. Mull it out. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingalls Studio. It is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy, we're heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Take us with you anywhere you go, live or on demand. And, of course, we are seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. So you can join us in the chat, 1 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. That means it's Tar Heel time with the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels jones angel and it is another 
another Tar Heel victory week. 41-31 over the Miami Hurricanes, and you heard it all right here on ESPN. Asheville Jones, the wins just keep on coming, and the expectations keep on rising, especially after Tez Walker had his breakout performance. Yeah, Tank, I I was in good to be with you again. I, I was really impressed with Carolina this past weekend. I, I thought it was their best win of the year. Not necessarily their best performance of the year, but I thought their best uh, victory of the season. Because, man, quite honestly, I didn't think Carolina played very well in the first half against Miami. And, you know, they were down 17-14 and had you know, so many penalties and, and some missed opportunities and you sat there and you thought, oh boy, you know, Tar Heels, big game, all of a sudden they're doing some things they hadn't been doing previously and, and playing a little sloppily, and boy, you hate to see them uh, not give themselves the best opportunity in this in this big chance. And so for them to then come out of the halftime locker room and the first four offensive possessions were touchdown, 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 field goal, and the first, uh, or four of the first five were in there. Um, and then the first four Miami possessions were fumble, interception, turn, uh, three and out, and a turnover on downs. Um, they really grabbed control of the game and, and dominated a really good team there for a stretch that essentially put the game out of reach. And so um, for them to do that against a quality team, for them to do that coming out of a half in which they didn't play very well, um, I thought was all very impressive. And then, you know, you mentioned Tez Walker, and uh, certainly you saw the element that he brings to this offense that Carolina's been missing, and that's somebody who can just absolutely take the top off a of defense. I mean, his 56-yard touchdown catch tank, it was not some fancy route or double move or trick play. He just ran straight and fast and ran right by the Miami guy and Drake May threw it down the field, dropped it right into his hands, and, and it was a touchdown. And so his uh, speed at his size, because he's 6'3 and, and can run with anybody out there, uh, just changes the dynamic even more for Carolina's offense because Carolina right now is a very difficult team to defend. Uh, they can go over the top. They can beat you in the mid-range with guys like Nate McCollum and the tight ends and J.J. Jones. Or they can run the ball uh, effectively as well, and we saw that certainly against Miami too with Omari and Hampton pounding out uh, nearly 200 yards. So um, really impressive performance, and uh, Carolina certainly uh, can't be any better than it is, 6-0 and yep. through six games, and, and looking forward to getting back out there coming, on, coming up on Saturday. That's right. You can only play the teams in front of you, and as long as you beat all of them, then Mac Browns are going to be happy, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the offense just – I, I mean, it was already scary, but then you see Tez Walker out there pulling down catches and making big plays and just being a, a, a you know a tough football player. I I I've already been on Jeremy because he's the draft scout guy, uh, and I, I I've already been on his case of you didn't really explain well to me how good this kid is. <laughs> well, and, and Carolina's got a lot of guys, I think, that are going to have the opportunity to, to play at that next level. I mean, obviously, Drake May has, has got a great chance of being a top five pick, and, and I think Tez Walker certainly has a place at the next level as well. And, and Tank, you have all of that, and then you can hand off to Amarian Hampton, and you know he's sitting here last week. You know, when you get the box score after the game, 
for a running back. It's got yards gained, yards lost, and then net yards. Mm-hmm. So if, if it said, you know, Tank ran for 100 yards, but he lost 10 yards, so ended up with a net of 90 yards in the game. For Amari and Hampton last week, it was 197 yards gained, zero yards lost, 197 yards net rushing. That To not have a single negative yard run uh, against a Miami team that is big and physical up front, that uh, prides itself on getting into the backfield and being disruptive, uh, that was eye-opening to me. And, and when you've added in this element, because remember, as we've talked about multiple times as we've gone through this first half of the year, you know, that was a big goal for Carolina was to be able to run the ball more effectively and run the ball more physically. And those are probably the two first words I would think of when thinking of Omari and Hampton and his running is, is physical and effective. And so when he's pounding out five, six, seven, eight yards every time, and then all of a sudden when he gets through that first level and has enough speed to pop a 60-yarder like he did against Miami, he had a 60 uh uh, seven 68-yard touchdown run against the app earlier in the year as well. Um, you've got a pretty special player. And then when you mix all of that in um, with the, the guys that we're talking about, Tez Walker and others, I, I just go back to what I already said. K- Carolina is really difficult to defend right now. And, and when you've got a high-level quarterback that's managing all of it, it, it is a great combination. The defense – coming up with the four turnovers uh, in the game and the pressure that was applied to Miami's quarterback. Um, talk about the job that these guys have been have been doing because that was the number one question that you had going into the season. Yeah. Of you know, how it, good would this defense be? And I think they're, they're proving every week that they're pretty good. Yeah, and I think it's a combination of a couple different things. Uh, one is – everyone just seems to be a little more on the same page. I I think there's a better understanding of what they're being asked to do, um, how they individually fit into the big picture, and what the goal of all of that is. And and that's natural. In in year two under Gene Chizik, I think that makes sense, that they would be more comfortable in that regard. I think Coach Chizik is more comfortable. And and we've talked about that some, Tank, through these last few weeks of just him – having a full season now of, of coaching again and calling a game again and adjusting to the speed and, and different things that offenses do now. Um, I do think it took a little bit of time for him to get comfortable. And in the offseason, he put away any ego or thoughts that he had all the answers and, and really uh, self-evaluated as well and said, hey, how can I be better? How can I help these guys be better? And so I think all of those things have been a positive. I think you are also seeing some talented players that have come into their own some and just look like mature college football players out there, whether it's Cedric Gray or Cayman Rucker or Power Eccles or Des Evans or Miles Murphy. Um, You can go down the line and see guys that have played a ton of football um, that are – playing at a higher level more consistently than they ever have before. And that is where I think some of the, uh, some of the experience does come into play. And then finally, I, I think especially when you're talking defensive football, the, there's the aspect of just being confident in what you're doing. And, and when you have success, that begets more success and, and the confidence that you have by making plays that you're going to make them again when it comes time. That doesn't, make you, that doesn't mean you make it every single time, but it does mean that uh, you know how to do it and that you've been there before. And so I think all those things have combined 
to really help Carolina. Uh, not perfect on the defensive side, but both statistically and, and just by watching them, I think anybody can tell that this is a team that's taken some big steps forward on the defensive front. All right, this weekend, 6.30 is the start, uh, 5.30 here on ESPN Asheville uh, on Saturday as we've got Virginia coming into town. It's a one-in-five team, but, I mean, this is a team that uh, poses some risk to the Tar Heels in some ways. What are they? Well, you know, Virginia's had a difficult year. Um, as you said, they're one-in-five so far through six games. They did win their last game, which was two weeks ago against William & Mary, um, coming off an open date, so they've had some time to evaluate and say, hey, this is what has been good, this is what hasn't been good, how can we best put ourselves in position to be successful moving forward? Um, so you're likely to see some new wrinkles or some new uh, attacks that Virginia may have. Um, all five of those losses, three of them have been by three points or less, so they have been competitive in a large majority of the games. It's not as though they're just getting smoked every single time that they go out and play. Um, and yeah, this is a team that, that wants to beat Carolina. I mean, this is a rivalry game, 128th meeting between these two, and so this is a traditional rival. There's nothing Virginia would like more than, one, take a big step forward for them and, and you know, give Carolina a severe dent in what it is trying to accomplish this season. And so um, Virginia is dangerous because it's the next team that Carolina plays. Um, for the Tar Heels, Mac Brown has talked some about this, about getting to the point that you play to the standard that you set for yourself. And you, you do that when you become a, a good, maybe even great team, is you start playing to the level that you know you have to play to to give yourself the best opportunity to win. Whatever you feel that is, whatever boxes you have to check to give yourself that opportunity, um, you go into the game knowing that you need to do that. And, and that takes a mature team to do that, which I think we've seen from Carolina this year, that there have been some moments that they have answered with maturity. And that'll be another test in that regard coming up this weekend. Yep. Uh, you got Virginia, Georgia Tech, Campbell, and, and then the two games that everybody, I guess, is already or should already circle on there. Always the Duke game circled. Uh, and then you're at Clemson. Those appear to be the biggest stumbling blocks left as all eyes turn to can this team go to, and not only go to, because we've done that over the last few years, but can they go to and win an ACC championship? Right, and then at State uh, after that Clemson game right. too, which is, of course, never an easy uh, trip for Carolina going over to Raleigh. And so um, th- this is a team that is – that is deserving of the conversation of them competing for an ACC championship. I I think Carolina is good enough um, to be in that game and good enough, regardless of opponent, to feel like it has an opportunity to win it. But you can't be in Charlotte in December when you're still playing in mid-October. And so for Carolina, it is uh, understanding that, yes, that is a realistic and attainable goal I think right now for this team. And yet all of that goes away if you don't take care of your business this weekend against Virginia or next weekend at Georgia Tech or, or on down the road. Right. So, uh, and, and that's where I do think, Tank, that last year those final four games continue to play a positive role for the Tar Heels this season, that they saw what happens when you are complacent and happy with what you've accomplished. And at this point, nobody cares about what you did. It's about what you do. 
And so for Carolina, what they're trying to do now is uh, beat Virginia this week and then get ready for the next. Yeah, I can't get out of my mind the possibility, we talked about this a little bit on the show yesterday, that if if North Carolina and Duke stay on the track that they're on right now, and I get Duke's got Florida State coming up this weekend, it's a tall task, but we could possibly see a football matchup between these two teams where they're in the football teams are in the top ten. And that is something that I think the world deserves. Um, speaking of uh, Duke Carolina, though, uh, usually the eyes go to that for the basketball realm. Uh, the poll came out this past week, and Tar Heels coming in at 20th. How did, uh, how did the uh, late night go last weekend? Yeah, it seemed like everything went well, and, and as far as that ranking is concerned, that's probably about right for the Tar Heels. I mean, uh, Carolina is going to get uh, a little bit of a benefit of a doubt just normally because of, of the fact that Carolina does have such a rich, uh, rich history, of course, uh, in basketball, and, and that's probably about right. Tar Heels um, need to prove something before they uh, can move up in that poll, so yeah, right around 19 or 20 is, is fine, and, and that doesn't really impact much at this point of the season. I think for Carolina, they continue uh, to just try and um, get comfortable with one another because there are a lot of new pieces on this team uh, and try to get back to some things that Hubert Davis and his staff feel like Carolina has not done as well these last few years that traditionally Carolina does very well. And that is um, high-tempo play that is sharing the basketball at a really high rate that is controlling the rebounding. Rebounding's been okay, but not as good as it has been at, at times in the past for the Tar Heels. And so I think getting back to some of those very basic, not basic, but very core things that Carolina feels like has helped it be successful through the years, um, that's been a focus as they've moved through this preseason and, and getting closer to their first public exhibition, which is next Friday. So a week uh, from tomorrow in the Smith Center, Carolina will be taking on St. Augustine and then after that, next time you see them, they'll be doing it for real. So it's getting close for sure. It's crazy. Two and a half weeks until the opener on November the 6th, the official season opener. Um, who is that that we're playing? Uh, Radford. Yeah. Okay. Radford will be the first competition that we see on uh, November the 6th, and you'll hear it right here on ESPN Asheville, all the Tar Heel games all season long and of course jones you'll be there to guide us all along the way uh this weekend saturday night 6 30 is the kickoff 5 30 pregame with jones and the crew and uh and and jones we're gonna we're gonna send somebody out to the game here so uh uh we're gonna get do a giveaway here and uh we will talk to you next week awesome can't wait tank look forward to it all right if you want to go see the tar heels and the Virginia Cavaliers, the South's oldest rivalry. What did he say? 134th time that these two teams have faced off. Uh, you want to go to the game? Give us a call at 225-4988. 225-4988. Give us a call here in the Angles studio. I got two tickets to Virginia and Carolina on the line. Call now. 225 225- 4988. This is the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. 
I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. The Sportsocracy. We treat star athletes better because they're better people. That's not fair! Life isn't fair, kiddo. Get used to it. We're back in the Sportsocracy inside the Ingles studio, and uh, congratulations to Ray. He picked up our tickets to go see the Tar Heels against the Virginia Cavaliers this Saturday in Chapel Hill at Keenan Stadium. Uh, we will, uh, we'll bring you any more tickets that we get. We got Campbell coming up in a few weeks. Uh, the, the Duke games at the end of the season or, or after the Campbell game. So we may have tickets for that. I don't know. I just, like I said, earlier in the show, we were live on the air. Boss man came in and said, Hey, I got two tickets. So who knows? Uh, what we do have tickets for though, is the Asheville championship coming up November 10th and the 12th at Harris Cherokee center Asheville. This is the earliest premier college basketball tournament in the country as uh, that's going to get underway again november 10th and the 12th harris cherokee center Asheville. we got clemson maryland davidson and uab all involved two days and i get to a pair of tickets for each day of the tournament to give away later on in this show so keep on listening with us and we will make you a winner right here in the sportsocracy but it's one of my favorite things to do we got who's gonna break the news who's gonna break the news The NCAA is investigating the Michigan Wolverines football program again amid allegations of sign stealing. Hmm. According to a report by Yahoo Sports, Michigan allegedly had people attending games of future opponents as well as possible college football playoff opponents to gather information on signs used to call plays on offense and defense. Mm -hmm. If true... This would violate NCAA bylaw 11.6.1, which states off-campus in-person scouting of future opponents in the same season is prohibited. I will give you one guess who tipped them off. Ohio it's State. In the AP, it's literally in the AP story. Ohio State. No. Who do I always tell you will catch cheating scandals? Gamblers. U.S. Integrity, a Las Vegas firm that monitors the betting market, sent out an alert to its sportsbook clients regarding regarding the Michigan controversy. Hmm. This is one of those things that it could either be nothing, 
or it could be a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've already had Jim Harbaugh on the hot seat with the NCAA mm-hmm. anyway. Well, and and there are there are things that are allowed within the parameters. So when you expose signs on the sideline, anybody that's on the sideline, anybody that's in the press box is allowed to notate what you're doing. Yes. What you're not allowed to do is videotape the sideline. This is what Bill Belichick got in trouble for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not allowed to videotape the sideline. You are not allowed to go off campus to do anything. So you cannot send somebody to another stadium to watch their hand signals to see what that means right. or watch those stupid boards. I mean, you can do it in real time of the game. You can see their signals and go, oh, well, that's the signal for whatever, but you can't you can't go back and have you know their entire signal chart broken down for the two weeks prior to the game. And now that could mean absolutely nothing. It depends on who the school is. Some of them send out dummy signals. Actually, most of them send out dummy signals to try to throw you off the course. It's This is just one of those things that when you've already run afoul for doing things like this, don't do it again. This is where you get hammered for something that's really dumb. No doubt. You keep playing with the little rules that don't really matter. Maybe you did play with a rule that mattered. And this one matters, right? This, this one certainly matters. Right. This matters to a lot of people, right? If, certainly, you, if certainly, you are angry about the Houston Astros and the banging on the trash can, you should be angry about those. Absolutely. Everybody who got on I the, was not, the New but, England Patriots about Spygate and all of that, yeah. It's manipulating the system to benefit you. Yeah, I, I didn't. It, it didn't bother me when it was Houston because, you know, with baseball. <laughs> He's going to throw the ball at you, and you're going to try your best to hit it and when you hit it you're gonna run hey i stole their signs too in football it's a little more complex than that Mm. because you're calling actual legit plays that i mean if i know what you're doing it's a lot easier to stop sure if i know a pitcher pitching it's a lot easier to hit colin green beat me to the punch this might sound crazy but what if if they keep doing these things on purpose i'm not gonna say they're doing it on purpose I'm gonna say he doesn't care. Ooh, what would the what would the purpose of that be? Mm, I don't I have can... a great purpose of why you would do it intentionally. Okay, thank you. I I do have a great reason for why you would do it and not care, because you know you're not gonna be here in 12 months. Mm. You want to hammer Michigan? More power to you. I'm gonna be in L.A. hanging out with my new powder blue friends. I said this when he got busted the first time. This is something that you very clearly know. A, not only do you know it's against the rules, you know you're going to get caught. You know it. There are certain there are times that you can cheat at things in college football and think maybe I'm not going to get caught. The McDonald's bag that you leave on a on a recruit's front doorstep it benefits them to keep their mouth shut. So long as nobody sees you, there's a possibility you're not going to get caught. You're sending people into opposing stadiums and you think they don't realize it's you. Really. You know you're going to get caught here. I always said this about Miami and the Nevin Shapiro thing. You know this is going to go badly eventually. There's no way it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You can tempt fate, and you can push the line, and you can do a lot of things. But when I know definitively that you know the same thing I do, that really makes me wonder, why would you do this? Why would you do this unless this is your all-in play, and you fully plan on taking that NFL job next year? 
whether it's the Bears, whether it's the Chargers. Unless you've been doing and it And there forever. are reports are all over the place. They haven't been doing it forever, I can okay. tell you that much. Okay. When it comes to something like this, Vegas will catch you in a heartbeat. And I'll tell you why. Let's say let's say you do steal signs and out of all of the they call 90 plays in a game, you figure out two of them. It's going to be abundantly obvious to betters that really pay attention to these games. Why is it that they knew that was coming? How did they know that was coming? There was nothing that tipped that off in the pre-snap. There's no tape you could have watched that would have told you that was coming. Play comes out of a different formation or something like that. Or there's pre-snap motion that you didn't see the first time they did it. There's no tell here. But you knew exactly where that was going. How did you know that? Mm-hmm. Then you do it a few more times over the course of a few weeks. It's not ironic that it took until week nine of the college footballs or week eight of the college football season for you to figure this out. But it's one of those things. It may be nothing. It may be something that we blow completely out of proportion and... 18 months from now, you see a notice of allegations, and then you get a, well, they lost five scholarships, which if you keep doing this, that does eventually have quite an effect. Mm-hmm. Or or it could be a sign of something slightly more nefarious. Yeah, it could be. It could be, but I doubt it. I doubt Jim Harbaugh is out here going, you know what, guys? I don't care about any of the rules. Let's just break them all. Let's let's do all of the things. Okay, explain I'm it to me gone. another way. Explain it to me any other way. You know you're going to get caught. You knew yeah. you were going to get caught with the recruiting things. Yeah. You knew it. There's no way not to. They monitor your phones. Dumb, dumb Harbaugh. Like it, I, I'm talking to the metaphorical person here who yeah. went, oh, we're gonna, we're just going to push the boundary. Hey, dummy, they monitor every single thing you do off that phone. So unless you get the dumbest compliance officer in the history of time, they're going to figure out, hey, wait, you weren't allowed to do that at the time. Tail numbers on airplanes. I I mean, I keep doing this. Mm -hmm. You're not going to hide it. So doing it once, okay, you were pushing the boundaries. This is the third time you've done something like this in a year. You, you, You lost your head coach for three games in one of the previous ones. You got slapped on the wrist the first time. Mm-hmm. This is time three. Mm-hmm. Third time's charm. It, it's Maybe just, this is the one that it's d- a that bizarre sticks. story. It is a bizarre story. Why? Because here's the thing: Why would you do it? You're Michigan, right? Why do you feel that you need to do this? Well, I mean, it's competitive advantage. I'd say the same thing about well, why did the Astros do it? Because it's a competitive advantage, and I will take any opportunity to get that. No, yeah. I don't know. It's just. It's frustrating. The thing I don't get is how you have somebody in an opposing stadium that is getting a good enough view of this that you think people aren't going to go, what's that fella doing? He hadn't done anything but look at the sideline the entire game. Mm -hmm. wonder why could that possibly be? Oh, because that's the only reason he's here. Because that's all he cares about. And it's not hard to figure out where it would come from. Right. You get somebody that's out there at a Penn State game, an Ohio State game, a Florida State game, a Georgia game. Who do you think it was? I wonder who that could possibly be. Oh, got it. Yep. You're either really dumb or you don't care about the repercussions. And when I hear all of these other reports about Chicago and about the Chargers, anytime I start hearing this from multiple different markets that have absolutely no affiliation with each other, who wants you to know that? Simple question. I haven't asked it in a really long time. Who wants you to know that? Nobody makes sense but Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm.
I want these jobs. Rev up the fan base. Chargers, because they don't notoriously spend money like that on coaches. Bears, because he's a former player, and you get the, the you get the fan base enough on your side after the disaster of Matt Eberflus that if that's the job he wants, that's how you hype it up. So you loft it out there that he would be willing to talk, and you just let the fans do the rest. And then you wait for the contract offer to, get, to come about so you can get away from the NCAA. I'll tell you another layer of that. Mm-hmm. Did not strike you as strange that over a month ago, Michigan said, we're going to make him the highest paid coach in college football again. Nothing's been done about that in a month. Did not strike you as strange? If that's really what you were trying to do, you've got reports out here saying all these things. Why is there no signature on that dotted line? Yeah. Because the one signing it doesn't want his signature on that dotted line yet. He takes another shot at the NFL if he doesn't get the jobs. Oh, you know, I was a Michigan man. You know how I know he would do that? He's already done it twice. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. The Asheville Championship returns to Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville. Asheville, November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville, November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pregaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White Haze, Peach Perfect, Scary Berries, and my personal favorite, Mean Green. And number three at 6% ABV, Max protect always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over beast unleashed available at your local retailer on the weird scale there's vegas there's florida and there's Asheville. let's get weird Asheville. it is the sportsocracy on espn Asheville. it's time to get weird i I don't understand why people try to keep bringing weird crap back into the into the United States, but I feel like at some point it has to it has to end, right? Although I keep saying the same thing about people taking guns to the airport, and that never stops. In fact, it's like at an all time high at most airports. I, I say the same thing about people saying stupid things on social media, and yet it's happening at about a clip of thirteen every minute that's true uh remember i think it was last week maybe week before last i gave you the story of the woman who came back from a trip uh to africa and she had brought a box full of uh giraffe pellets right she she brought the 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 giraffe dung back because she apparently likes to make jewelry out of petrified poo i don't know who buys it but whatever I don't know what kind of black market they were feeding on this one, but uh, a couple of people came back from the Congo in Africa 
landed at O'Hare International Airport in Chicago on October the 10th, and what they were trying to cart back got their baggage just not not only did they just dispose of whatever came back they had to throw all of the luggage away like let's just incinerate all of this because it's quite disgusting so coming into customs the baggage contained a pound of unknown meat which is never a good sign two pounds of garden eggs which again that's meat product right that's agricultural product you can't bring that in just from anywhere uh but the largest discovery inside the luggage was 15 pounds of raw goat organs the trachea heart lungs liver kidneys and an entire digestive system were shoved into one of the suitcases (laughs) that's disgusting and I don't have any idea what you could possibly want to learn from this. What what could you possibly need to bring a goat in a bag to the United States for? Uh, you know what? I I learned something from this individual doing that. That's a dumbman. <laughs> my story also about a dumbman. It is from Miami, Florida. The it's a, it's from a charter school in Miami Springs called the Academy for Innovative Education. That is going to be really funny in just a minute when I tell you why I'm telling this story. Do you remember when we mentioned that Winnie the Pooh and all the characters had become public domain? And so you could do anything with them that you wanted to because the copyright had expired. Mm -hmm. And so some forward-thinking individual created a movie called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. (laughs) It's a terrible horror movie where basically Winnie the Pooh is a serial killer. Now you don't know that it's terrible. You've never seen it. Uh, I lasted four minutes. Did you try to watch I it? I tried to watch it, yeah. I and it was, about it the other night. And it was horror awful. It looks like somebody filmed it on their cell phone. It is so bad. Either who. Fourth grade teacher at the Academy for Innovative Education. Apparently, they get distracted easily. And they didn't read the rest of the title. We're too busy innovating. Uh, oh, yes. We were innovating the future scholars of America uh, because they saw a movie called Winnie the Pooh. They went, I should show this to my fourth graders. They did not see that the rest of it was blood and honey. <laughs> Showed it for 20 to 30 minutes, even during the objections of children that said, hey, we are not be watching this. <laughs> Zoned out so hard that didn't even realize what was happening. You know why? She was busy commenting on the Caleb Williams video <laughs> of the sportsocracy. Yeah, yeah she was you're trolling. Stupid. You're stupid. Well, you're stupid because you just showed a horror movie to fourth graders. <laughs> now, the funny thing is that the fourth graders lasted through five times more of that movie than I could have. And more than most other people could have. I will also tell you, there are four homicides in the first 30 minutes of that movie. So, at some point, the entire room reacted to what they were seeing, and this one just went, Twitter. Nope. Insta-face. No. (sighs) The school district put out a statement that said exactly what you would think it would. The Academy for Innovative Education has become aware that a segment of a horror movie was shown to fourth graders on Monday, October the 2nd. That was not suitable for the age group. 
Our administration probably addressed the issue directly with the teacher and has taken appropriate action to ensure the safety and well-being of our students. How'd that conversation go? What are you, stupid? Did you not say, have you seen the cover of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? It doesn't look like it's built for children. Nope. This is the creepiest version of Winnie the Pooh ever. Also, what good, why are you showing a class of students a Winnie the Pooh? They're in the fourth grade, bro. Like, come on. (laughs) Come on. Who knows? Who knows what was going through her mind? Just stop showing weird things to children, okay? Just learn a book. That's what you're here for. It's school. I know we did it. We used to watch the ACC tournament on March 10th of every year. We did, but most of the schoolwork was over by then, right? Yeah, I mean, we had already decided we didn't care. You'd only had two months left in school at that point. It was, screw it. We didn't worth doing nothing today. Hell, I was probably high, Ricky. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You'd be second or third. But look, of all the things that make news about the things that teachers do in schools, I mean, this is a, this is actually mild compared to some of the things that we see teachers involved with with their students these days so i mean you know i it's not advised chauncey recommended chauncey major in our youtube comments said there was a troll in the sportsocracy instagram comments that looked like winnie the pooh from blood and honey hey you know y'all can defend anytime you want to i did however just find out where the hide button is and earlier today i found out where the block button was I've been doing that in a way that Dikembe Mutombo would have been proud of. <laughs> Just boo! Finger wag. I mean, because I like to play with you for a while. Like, it's fun until you get stupid. And then we say really stupid things. Like, you call me a racist because of how I look. Okay, bye. L-M-N-O, bye. I'm not, I don't have the brain power to deal with you anymore. This is not that you won. I'm just tired of you. And I need you to go away forever. It's a great, but I wish I could do that in real. I wish there was a block button in real life. Yes. Like people come up to me and say something stupid. And I can hit a block button yeah. and a catapult. Just across <laughs> the like, I was going to say, we need, a, we definitely need a mute button where you could just, you know, have somebody on mute. And when they walk up to you, they just start moving their mouth and you can't hear. Anything. Oh no, I'll tell oh, you. I, I can't hear you. Oh I no, apologize. I'll tell you the greatest way. Now, I don't know if this worked for you because you're a smallman and I'm not a smallman. Mm-hmm. When people walk up to you and they say something really stupid, just take your index finger all right, and turn it into a pointer finger and then take your finger and just go boop right on their nose and walk their- away. Oh. Just boop them right on the nose and walk away. Yeah, no. They will stop talking for five seconds, which gives you plenty of time to get away. Mm-hmm. I believe I need more time than that. Do you want to set the over-under on how many times I've done that? Three and a half. It's over that. Oh my god! It's over that. I've done it more than that in one spot. You've done that to another man. Oh, yeah, booped him on the nose. Tank, when you're six five two sixty, you can do a lot of things that people your size can't do. It's amazing you ain't got stabbed. You know, I will, I think that a lot. It is shocking that I have, especially how many people I incite for sport. Although I will say, you best not miss. <laughs> it'd be That's bad true. to get booped and messed up in the same day it's like your liver in twain well, uh, there's a lot of protection in there so you better be a real accurate <laughs> shot there's a good shot you're just gonna hit a butt cheek and get messed up get out my fillet knife 
Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's talk uh, buyers and sellers. We were asked earlier in the YouTube comments about uh, who needs to be a seller at the trade deadline. So NFL trade deadline coming up at the end of this month. It is on Halloween this year. Who's a buyer? Who's a seller? Well, the the sellers, I think, are pretty obvious. Uh, Denver, you should be unloading anything that is not still attached to the ground. Yes. Any of the receivers. Uh, if somebody take Garrett Bowles, Kareem Jackson, I'd even go as far as Justin Simmons. He's on the wrong side of, uh, of the age number. Mm-hmm. Unload it. Tear it to the studs. Carolina Panthers. Um, I, I don't think you have a lot that a lot of people would be interested in. Jeremy Chin would have been it, but not anymore. Why? He's on IR. Oh. Yeah, so now he's on IR. You go yeah. past the trade. Do you know how many snaps he's played in the last two weeks? No. 28 total. Wow. Just doesn't seem to be a real schematic fit. But I, I think he could have fetched something. You need to be re-engaging on Brian Burns. I, I mean, I think it's obvious that you – if somebody's willing to give you two first-round picks to negotiate this deal, you should let them do you it. you got to do it, yeah. Frankie Louvo, that's another one that I think there are plenty of teams that would go, hey, we'd give you – I mean, it's not going to be much. I was going to say, will you get a fourth out of that? I don't even know it be that high. Right. It's off-ball linebacker. At that point, what is the what is the point? Just any, Recoup draft just, capital. Just any capital is capital Yes. at that point? Yes. Puka Nakua is a fifth-round pick. Okay. End of argument. Repeat the line. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to have one. somebody that's a little better at drafting than Scott Fitterer. I was going to say, that's one out of a whole bunch of possibilities, and I don't know if I can trust this front office to come down with it. It's like playing Powerball. It's impossible to win if you ain't got a ticket. Yep. Uh, Daniil Hunter is is a guy that with the Minnesota Vikings, I think they need to be coming off anybody that they possibly can. Uh, and then New England, and the other one that's interesting to me is is Derrick Henry. I get asked this a lot of, mm-hmm. do I think a team would be willing to to take a risk on him? For what? Uh, well, you wouldn't get anything. No, I'll give you a seven. Probably wouldn't be that low, but, right, but, I'm, but I'm talking conditional five. Right. I'm not giving you anything solid for him. And by that, I mean fourth round and up. We're not in that discussion. So you don't think there's a... a uh, Who? A team that would do it? I'll tell you one that should do it. Rams? Baltimore Ravens. Mm. Baltimore Ravens, don't even think about it. Oh, but, but, but the money. Yeah, you only have to pay half the year. So, and there's many ways to make that work. It might cost you a little more expensive draft pick. Right. But you can make that work. Tennessee knows where they're at. Mm -hmm. They're looking at a handful of weeks of either starting Malik Willis or Will Levis. Ugh. I still love Will Levis. I catch a lot of shade for that. Uh, but the question that I was really more intrigued by, who are the buyers and what position would they target? NFL.com put out an article to this effect. And I think they're right on a few of these. Okay. You have been longstanding of saying that the Kansas City Chiefs should be chasing a receiver. Yes. I think that guy's Rishi Rice. I really do. To me, Rishi Rice is a fine piece, but... I want a I want a guy, and Miko Hardman ain't it. Like, oh, I forgot you were still here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they went back and got Miko Hardman from the New York Jets, and okay, I mean, 
you're 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 like filling slot here. All right, so who's that guy? Different guy. I All right, so who's no that guy? Idea. Kansas City needs. Uh, you know me. I've used this line many, many times. Mm-hmm. Saying you have a problem doesn't mean squad to me. What is the solution? Hollywood Brown. That'd be an improvement. Would it? I don't know if you. I, I mean, I don't know what you'd have to give up to get him. Probably a second round pick. I'm out. Second, third round pick somewhere in there. I'm out. That's the point. Yeah. Kendrick Bourne. No, no, he's much of the same of what I've got. That's, I mean, that's that's the ballpark that you're in here. Mm-hmm. There was only one. I mean, there was only one name that you could add, and you're not going to because he's in your division. It's Devontae. Well, it's not Adams. Devontae Adams. Right. It's not going to happen. And the, but there's not another one out there. There's not another team going. Hey, let me give you this superstar wide receiver. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were, you know, one in five right now, like they should be then maybe they could have been in this discussion of we could have got something from Kansas City for Godwin or Evans, more than likely Godwin. Okay. I'd like that. I still think they need one. I'm not saying that there's one out there for you to get. There's no deal to be made here. You went and got Nicole Hardman? Okay. Racy Rice is your guy? You're moving on. You're going to be just fine with Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. I, I agree. That's a necessity. That's, it's not a necessity. That's a that, that that's just a vanity at this point. And, and that's kind of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. If you had to add a piece for Philadelphia, what would it be? And don't give me Julio I Jones. S- I would say in the secondary. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, I've got too many injuries. I, if I mean, a corner any- was available, mm-hmm. uh, one of these high end safeties, whether it's the the one I would really like is Kyle Duggar, but I don't think New England's going to come off of him. Mm-hmm. I, like I, I would be Jackson. Kareem Jackson's one I thought about. Justin Simmons is one I thought about. But I really want to do something that ensures that Josh Job never steps on a field ever again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too early for that, isn't it? No. Never again? Just no. never again. After what I saw him put on tape against my New York Jets and the cherub himself, Zach Wilson, no, nah, I'm good. I hear you. I feel like Buffalo should be in the market to add a corner. Yes. Because that defense is just different without Tredavious White. Mm -hmm. And then there's the one that I keep coming back to. And I feel like this team should do this. And I know I've already said them to another player because that's not going to happen. It was just an example. Mm -hmm. Baltimore needs an edge rusher. Jadevian Clowney's been fine. David Ajabo has been hurt pretty much since you drafted him. Right. And Odafe O has just not been all that good. But if you could go get a guy like Brian Burns, would it be worth it to you to give up two first-round picks to get Brian Burns? I think it would be for me, too. Absolutely. I would prefer to go get Chase Young because I think this is going to be cheaper. But Mm -hmm. Because Washington has a big old problem. When they declined that option, yeah, he and Montez Sweat are both up at the same time. Right. You only get one franchise tag. If I give you two first-round draft picks, will you give me Brian Burns and Miles Sanders? <laughs> I'm not paying that contract to Miles Sanders. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's good. true. He's got a lot of money on that. Yeah, I'm he? good. What did they get? Can we there? talk about Jeremy Chin? How much? If I give you two first-rounders, I know he's on IR, but could you chuck him this way? No. Because he would be fun. No. Uh, if if he wasn't on IR, he would be dealt before this deadline was up. Mm-hmm. It's an expiring deal. They're not using him. So why in the world would I not do that? Right. I'm but, just saying you're not getting them both for two. Yeah, you would have. 100% you would have. 
If any team came to them and said, we'll give you two first-round picks and you didn't do it, Scott Fitterer, you should just change the locks to his office and not tell him. Just let him show up and go, but I can't get in the building. Yep, that was the point. That was exactly what we were trying to do, Scott. <laughs> Bye now. Yeah. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Uh, Jeremy's got more bangers coming up next. He's got his favorite parlay of the night, Thursday night football tonight, college and pro. We'll have the daily draft coming up at the top of the hour, and we'll continue with the Threadbare Thursday here in the Sportsocracy next. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingalls studio. We are back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Sportocracy, we're heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, locally on 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. And, of course, you can watch us live in the Ingalls studio on e- or on uh, the YouTube. Uh, you can hear us on ESPN Asheville. You can watch us on the YouTube. Uh, go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat tomorrow. Of course, we're going to have all your picks for the weekend on a uh, – Football Friday. There you go. We've got uh, going to make somebody a winner uh, later on in this hour. Your chance to pick up tickets to the Asheville Championship that is coming to Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville, November 10th and the 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets. We got uh, the Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB all coming into town for this year's best field that they've had uh, in the early life of this tournament. And we want to send you to it. We got a pair of tickets for you for each day of the tournament. Your chance to win coming up later on in this hour. Again, congratulations to Ray, who picked up the tickets to the uh, Virginia Carolina football game coming up at Keenan Stadium on Saturday nights. Of course, you'll hear that game right here on ESPN Asheville, your home for Tar Heel football and basketball, which comes up in just two and a half weeks. But we're mired in the middle of the football season here. NFL, college football. Um, Jeremy, you wanted to talk about uh, today's daily draft, doing coaches of the year. Well, we talked about MVP yesterday mm-hmm. at the at the the third mark, which is where we are today. Actually, um, I feel like offensive player of the year. That's that's two man race. It's Christian McCaffrey. It's Tyreek Hill. Sure, I don't really know that there's even anybody else worth talking about. <laughs> Well, I mean, depending on how many more three-touchdown games Raheem Mostert has. Uh, As of right now, you could get Raheem Mostert at plus 5,000. Let's go. I'm going to pass on that. (laughs) You never know. Tyreek Hill's plus 135. Christian McCaffrey's plus 230. Everybody else is plus 2,000 or more. Mm -hmm. Defensive player of the year, to me, that's a three-man race. Micah Parsons, who to me is way out in front. T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett. Aiden Hutchison is the dark horse. Mm-hmm. Not really worth talking about. What is worth talking about to me, and there's not really a front runner, is NFL Coach of the Year. Hmm. There are a lot of great candidates. I'll take the first pick if you want me to. Okay, you can go ahead. Take- Minko Ryan. 
D'Amico Ryan's. If the if he manages to win seven games with the Houston Texans, for me, he would be one, two, and three on my ballot. Okay. Wouldn't even think about it. I would actually ask, hey, can I put Jim Schwartz on here just for posterity's sake? Because <laughs> that's what I want to do. I mean, you said that you, you could, theoretically. Yeah, you can, but it's... You're never going to get any support no. for it. No. It's got to be a head coach for the coach of the year. They do uh, they have get, a – there is a assistant coach of the year. I was going to say, I believe there is an assistant coach of the year because last year uh, Ben Johnson won that, didn't he? Maybe. Or the year before familiar. last or something like – anyway, pretty sure he was the assistant coach of the year or the coordinator of the year, whatever that is. Um, D'Amico Ryan, I, he was absolutely on my short list. He would not have come back to you if you hadn't taken him at one. He's plus 900 right now, and I'm not going to lie, I have a sizable wager on it. And you, and that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. Seven wins with this kind of a roster, first year in, absolutely. Um, he, I have money on two on, guys. He would be on the short list. I have money on two guys. Because the other two I would be interested in, you're catching no value with whatsoever. Okay. I have a funny feeling it's the two you're getting ready to draft. Probably so. Because the number one overall to me is Dan Campbell. It's one of them. He's plus 250. Mm-hmm. I can't disagree with that. No, I mean, he has uh, he, he's built this thing. Now they're a contender. Now they're legit, and now they're getting everybody's attention, right? Nobody's sleeping on the Den- uh, the Detroit Lions anymore. Well, you can't. I mean, you had Greeny yesterday on his show talking about how this is the best team in the NFL. So they're not sneaking up on anybody anymore. And, y- you know, y- you did beat Kansas City. That right there puts you out in front to me as coach of the year. I mean, this is just a, a Detroit team that has even – they've even surpassed the sizable expectations that they had coming into the year. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where the schedule starts. I'm not going to say it firms up. You just have five less than impressive wins outside of uh, – you got four less than impressive wins outside of the fifth one, which was Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So, I, I would like to see you beat a couple really good teams. For me, D'Amico Ryan's the reason I have him over Dan Campbell. The fact you beat anybody with what I thought about you coming into the year is just a testament to how great of a coach you are. Mm-hmm. All right, second one, I'll go with Mike McDaniel. He is the other one at plus 275. Because this is an all-timer offense, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they're on pace for setting all kinds of records this year. And they are... Five and one. They're the strongest, one of the strongest looking teams in the NFL at the moment, aside from the Buffalo game. And those are going to happen. Mike McDaniel's doing a hell of a job. I agree. And he absolutely is on the short list for coach of the year. No doubt. I I think the thing that might get him is that you have so many players that are up for awards. Because, I mean, right now, Tua would be central in the MVP discussion. Mm hmm. Tyreek Central in the Offensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that will affect the guy because they just don't want to give all the awards to one team. That's the reason I didn't take him. But I get it. The question is, who else would you give it to? Are you going to Are you gonna look at Mike McDaniel and go, ah, he has all these stars, so I'm going to give it to D'Amico Ryans? Even if Miami goes, you know, sixteen and one or something, you wouldn't. Do if that. they go sixteen and one, it'll be him in a walk. Right. I don't think they're going to do no, that. I don't. I don't either. But I'm just saying, how bad does that record have to be? 
D'Amico Ryan's won seven games, and it's up for him and Mike McDaniel. Uh, McDaniel has to lose six games for that to happen. Well, here's where my brain went. All right, the the Lions win a terrible division. Let's say Houston's better than we think, and they somehow make the playoffs. Uh, D'Amico will win this and walk. Okay. That's the reason I have money on him. Okay. Uh, my next two are the, well, they're, they're, they're friends with each other. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, I think San Francisco is the best team in the league when they're fully healthy. Okay. I'm catching pretty good odds on him plus eight fifty right now. And if there was to be a fall off in Detroit, if there was a fall off in Miami, Kyle Shanahan has de facto written all over him to me because he's never won one of these, mm-hmm. which somehow surprised me when I found that out. Yeah. I don't pay a ton of attention to awards. I, I tend to remember who won them, but I don't remember 10 years down the road. But the fact that he's never won one is a, a little bit shocking to me. The other one, and you're going to call me a homer, is Robert Sala. Jets make the playoffs without Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be up there very, very, very high. Yep. I have no problems with that because he would not have made it back to you. Yeah, plus 1,700, and he is the other one that I have a sizable wager on. Mm-hmm. Because the odds are just too good. You're telling me I go 17 on a one, a 17 to one on a guy that I can draw that straight line pretty easily. Mm-hmm. You go 11 and six, and I know that sounds insane, but look at the schedule. Right. <laughs> the 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 worst is behind you, and with that defense, which is what he is known for, I think there is a less than zero chance he wins this thing. Mm-hmm. Now from here it gets fun. It does. You kind of got to go reachy, uh, narrative guy. Here. I just want to know how far we have to go before you take Todd Bowles. I will not take Todd Bowles. Well, neither will I, uh, because that is not going to happen. Um, that schedule is going to even out, and they're going to be right where we thought they were going to be at the start of, at the of the uh, off season. Here. I really just said that so that you could reiterate that because it's shocking how many people are saying Baker Mayfield's leading his division. Yeah, I'm aware of that mm-hmm. for now. He's leading the division for now. Yeah, give it a, give, give it a minute. Let him throw up a big old grumper this weekend and have Drake ja- or Drake Jackson, Drake London score two touchdowns uh, in that game, and we'll see how you feel about that division race after that. Um, I'm going to go with Sean McVay. He's plus 2,500. Plus 2,500 for a guy who's been here, done that, and, and he has a similar, not to the same degree, but he has a similar – story as D'Amico Ryan's right we all looked at that team in the offseason most of us anyway and went that's not it I mean you you got Cooper Cup you got Matthew Stafford congratulations you ain't got nothing else other than Aaron Donald on the defensive side of the ball and somehow this team has come out and won games that you didn't expect them to Puka Nakua has been the you know the greatest draft pick in the fifth round since whenever and if you can continue to win games and make the playoffs with this team, you got a shot. You're not going to necessarily – you're going to have to do something special to win it. He'd have to win the division. Right. He'd have to Which win this – Which is not going to happen. No. He'd have to win this division or, you know, or get close to winning the division and win 11-plus games, and that's not going to happen. No. But if he if they just make the playoffs, he'll, he could finish third or fourth in the voting. It wouldn't shock me at all. So I'll go Sean McVay. Uh, and then. And then. 
and then I'm stuck. Because there's a lot of, well, the rest of the season obviously has to go well for you. Oh, yeah. You I mean, the, the rest of the season do. has to go well for any of these guys. Well, of course. But you have to – but now you're in that point where you're like, oh, okay. Like Shane Steichen. I don't know that I expected the Indianapolis Colts to be this competitive, and this is sort of in the same vein as D'Amico, of I think you're doing some interesting things with mm-hmm. this team. You've got them playing really well. And should you, you know, win eight games, nine games? Jonathan Taylor has an amazing second half of the season. Gardner Minshew is better than Anthony Richardson would have been or more efficient than Anthony Richardson would have been. I could see him on that short list. So you're taking Shane Steichen. Sure. You left the one that uh, I'm a little dumbfounded. Okay. Andy Reid has not been said, and that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah. Kansas City goes 15-2 and two with no receivers. You're t- How many times has he won this award in his career? Twice? Once. Once? It Only was once. 21 years ago. Really? It tends to be the young upstart. Mm-hmm. And you, you guys typically tend to get this award one time. There are not many that have won it more than once. In the last... I'll go all the way back to I'll go all the way back to Parcells in the mid nineties. The coaches that have won this more than once are Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, Ron Rivera, and Bruce Arians. And Dan Reeves. I missed him. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera won it twice. Yeah. <laughs> he won it twice in three years. Yeah. Both with the Carolina Panthers. Because he went fifteen and one that second time, mm-hmm. and you couldn't give it to anybody else. Of course. There is a possibility that that happens with Andy Reid this year. And at plus 5,000, Andy Reid is behind Mike McCarthy. Yes. He's behind Sean McDermott, Matt Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. Are you kidding me? What could the storyline be for the Green Bay Packers for Matt LaFleur to get this over... Andy Reid. Oh, uh, you know, the Detroit Lions get lost at sea and Green Bay wins this division. That's that's about all I got. Short of something horrific happening to the Detroit Lions, I don't have one. I was going to say Matt LaFleur comes out and starts taking snaps himself at quarterback. That's possible. Coach of the year. Just look at him laying it on the line for his team. He's out there doing the Brent Venables thing. And I, the other one I'm going to take is Doug Peterson. If they wind up as the one seed in the AFC and they they reel through this and, and say don't lose another game for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. which that's probably what it would take. But we're to my ninth, uh, we're to the ninth pick. So, yep. I don't have a lot of great choices left. No, you don't. I don't. Um, I'll go with Pete Carroll at plus thirty five hundred. Geno starts playing well again, and they win this division. I could, I could very well see it. Everybody else, I look at, and I go, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I see it with you. Arthur Smith, no, not a chance, not a chance. He's hung with, uh, uh, you know, old Desmond Ritter way too long. One of the uh, one of the websites that I use gives large wager alerts. I really want to just shake the hand of whoever set twenty five hundred dollars on fire in the last three days by placing a $2,500 wager on Sean Payton. 
I, I want to meet that guy. Yeah. Because I feel like you go to all the fun parties. Nice. Well, I mean, I, I and, and I'm looking down the odds list here. Todd Bowles, that's a no. Mike Tomlin, I'm a no because I don't think it's going to be good enough. Um, Kevin Stefanski at plus 2,800. I'm surprised that number's that low. I'm surprised I'm not, that's not 5,000. Um, oh, that, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right, like I'm not surprised that's just an astronomical number considering what is it that you're doing to make this team better, right? I mean, that's Jim oh, Schwartz yeah, that's the... making the defense better. Your offense has been terrible. You're at odds with your quarterback. I just, I I don't see how Kevin Stefanski is that high on the list, but uh, all right, there you go. Uh, before we go to break, yep. we have breaking news. Well, I love breaking news, especially when it comes from the, Who's gonna break the news? Carolina Panthers. Who's gonna break yep. the news? Who's gonna break the news? Who's gonna break the news? It's from Jeremy Fowler. It was retweeted by Adam Schefter. Panthers wide receiver Terrace Marshall has received permission to seek a trade. <laughs> Hey, you remember, uh-huh. you, you remember, you remember when I told you that that wasn't going to go particularly well, would you like to hear the list of receivers that went behind Terrace Marshall? Yes. Uh, Josh Palmer. Hey, Carolina, don't you, don't you wish you'd taken Josh Palmer instead? Uh, Nico Collins, Amon Ross, St. Brown. That's really the only ones that are, they make you feel warm and fuzzy, Ooh. but that's three really bad ones. Do you not remember that draft where I genuinely thought I was going to have a stroke if somebody didn't take Amon Ross? Absolutely comical that he fell that far. Wow. All right. So Terrace Marshall. (laughs) Uh, He is welcome back if no trade is found. Who cares? Here's my question. Who looks at him and goes, yeah, that's, that's the missing piece for us. I'll give you a 14th round pick, right? <laughs> I was about to say, I mean, Chase Claypool, who I've actually seen be good, got, what, a conditional six? Mm-hmm. What exactly do you give up for Terrace Marshall? I give you $17 and an oatmeal cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you give up for Terrace Marshall, who this year is averaging seven whole yards a carry? That uh, means his three-year Panther career will probably come to an end with 61 receptions. 742 yards. How about I give and you a, a touchdown? How about I give you a fully original 1984 Buick LeSabre? <laughs> Interested? Uh, 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 well, I mean, at least the LeSabre could probably get you where you're going. <laughs> Terrence Marshall's never really shown an ability to do that. That's right. Uh, you're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. The Asheville Championship returns to Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Market. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. 
Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need, and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP, The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors with zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. The sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. We are back in the Ingles studio on ESPN Asheville. Your chance to win tickets to the Asheville Championship coming up in just a few moments. So wait for the cue to call. Mark it on your phone right now, 225-4988. Cue to call coming up in just a few for tickets to the Asheville Championship. But don't call it right now. No, don't call it right now. Because then I'll be talking to myself for the next handful of right. minutes, and, and right. we don't want that. November 10th and 12th, Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville. AshevilleChampionship.com. Probably sponsored by Ingalls Markets. Your chance to win coming up. All right, uh, Jeremy, the uh, the notion that we might have a Super Bowl overseas has come up in the last couple of days. And it's. It's one of those things that I look at and I go, okay, you know, I'm all, I'm all with you, NFL, if you want to go international games here and there, right? I, I mean, we're almost at the point now where you can just say, okay, we're going to have one of these every week. I know it's not that often, but we've had what? And we've had uh, London games for the last three weeks. Yes. We've got uh, two Germany games Yes, coming up later on this year. I think we've got two more of the and they they really overachieved on those uh, Germany games because they gave you two really good teams that play each other and two really awful teams that play each other. So one of those you should set your alarm for, mm-hmm. and the other you should get real drunk the night before and sleep through it. Because yikes, Patriots Colts, yay, riveting television that will be. And I'm completely fine with you moving all of those games over there. I mean, I feel like we should just give them the crappiest of the games every week. Like, well, I mean, this that's basically be, what we're doing anyway. Yeah, I was going to say this should just be, you know, luck of the draw, right? Just whoever, every week we just decide, okay, you're the crap game of the week. You're going over to London. You're going over to Russia or wherever we're going to put Ru- I days. don't think we're sending them to I Russia. We're, they will. The NFL will send them wherever they can. I guarantee you, if there was somebody in Russia that was interested in paying billions of dollars for it, they would do it. But there's not. I don't think they would right now. No, not right. Maybe not right yeah, now. I was I'm, about so, to say. I'm saying these things happen years from now. Right? I was about we're to say, gonna... for a man that does a political show every day, you don't seem to be paying a we're lot gonna, of attention. We're going to set this up for after World War Three, okay? Because it's not going to be great for a while in any of those spots. But... Here's my the, question. The, Why are we not doing international games in Canada? That that seems like it makes way more sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, we did that with Buffalo for a couple of years. We did. You, you remember You remember that? You remember when Buffalo was so unpopular in their own town that when we sent them to Buffalo? Uh, yeah. 
it's not the problem. Not a problem anymore. No, it's not. Now they got a whole mafia that I will be seeing very soon. Oh yeah, you going up to Buffalo? I am. Me and That's Asheville good. Police Chief David Zach should have known. Should have known you were going up for the Jets game. I, I told him that I'm totally, I'm totally fine with being put through a table. Mm-hmm. I learned how to do that in my little, uh, uh, my little bout as a pro wrestler. <laughs> I know how to fall. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll offer to drive if that'll help. I can go. I can, oh no, can we're flying. The, I can be the chauffeur. Oh no, we're flying. <laughs> yeah, he, he Jeremy, Jeremy don't drive durations uh, like that. He, he couldn't take you in the car anyway. I'm, I'm pretty sure y'all'd kill yourself, kill each other by the time you got back. I'd sleep. I hate, I hate road trips. Hate them. Just do they make an airplane that will come here? Let's take that. <laughs> Let's do that. Uh, just the thought though of Never having happened. a Super Bowl outside of this country is Never ridiculous to me. Never happened. The it's, the amount of money that puts into those NFL cities. I mean, you have teams that literally build stadiums to get Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. We're not sending one to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. No. I don't know what that accent was. I have abs- I do a lot of voices. Was, I don't know what that I one mean, was. I mean, it was fine. It was. I've heard worse. I can't think of any right now off the top of my head, but I'm sure I've heard worse. I'm sure I've done worse. I'm just not. Usually, I at least know what I was aiming for. That time, I don't really know. Right. Yeah, this is this is a huge money maker for NFL cities, and not only that, it's for the, it's for the fans, right? Or it's supposed to be. Well, I mean, here's the other stupid part of that. Are we going to have a Super Bowl at 10 o'clock in the morning? No. No, but I could. Don't say but. There's no but to this. You're not taking the event that gets 170 million people to watch it and putting it on any time, but in prime time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's London. You want a Super Bowl? Cool. We're going to play it at 2 o'clock in the morning your time. (laughs) That sound fun to you? We're going to make it a national holiday. Oh, we could we could play it earlier. We could play it a little earlier. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. I, I say we this would a cancel lot. Every plan we one had. of us is a marketing guy. One of us is not. I guarantee you that is never played outside of that six o'clock window, because then the lead up, which you do and sell also ridiculously high priced ads, would start at seven o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that. <laughs> this is one of those articles that I read and go, "Oh, slow news day, eh?" Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't we we didn't have much uh, and, and nobody getting hurt today? Eh? It absolutely is. Um, this is why we do Threadbare Thursday on went on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. You get to this point, and you're like, well, we're gonna spend all day talking about the games coming up. Spend all day Monday and Tuesday talking about the games that just happened. Right. I I'm all for the NFL reaching out for fans. Right. I want we want new markets. We want to break in. We want I'm more really people. Not. I'm good with what we got. This is kind of uh, like me and friends. I got enough friends. All yeah. right. You want to be my friend? Cool. You're going to have to kill one of the others. All right? And most of them are crazy. So, just you, I'm night. all friended up. Good night. No, I'm all for you spreading the game across the globe, but you're not taking our championship game away from us. That was, by the way, not me inciting somebody to kill a friend of mine. Don't, it, it was a joke. Joke, people. Joke. Yeah. 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 Uh, it'll never happen. No. They'll never move it uh, outside of the United States. I don't even think you ever see one in Mexico City. 
that they've no. been trying to do. You'll never see one up in Toronto. Or Toronto whatever. was the only one that I. It, there is a possibility of that because you're still in the same. You're you're still in the right time zone, but it would have to be. Ooh, you talk about a blowout. What's that old mayor of Toronto? What's his name? Is he still alive? Robert Ford. I don't. No. Whichever one just was doing crack. Oh yeah. 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 No, he's not. I mean, I don't. He might still be alive, but I don't. He's not the thing. Well, I mean, I knew he wasn't the mayor. You know, <laughs> especially when we when you started that with you mean the one that was smoking crack. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. I assumed he wasn't still the mayor. I'm pretty sure that guy's been uh, in prison. Or the something. the only office that we allow you to smoke crack and still be in office is uh, first son. But a butch. Liked the office. I'm glad you did it. Because no, <laughs> I had to. to. Uh, no, he did die. He did die. I mean, I would love to say I was shocked, but I'm not. 2016. It's been a while ago. Good lord! Wow. I thought he was just. I thought he was just doing crimes on camera like two or three years ago. No, no, that was 2010 to 2014 when he was uh, making all the headlines for you know nefarious things. Man, time flies when you don't pay attention. Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah, Rob Ford dead for several years interesting yeah no screw all of you i mean i mean i mean that's the best way i could put it i wish when it comes to nfl playoff games uh you know super bowls screw all of you i frankly i want to just put it in four cities just i want it in la and we just rotate it every four years yeah la jerry world uh, I'm going to selfishly say Atlanta, even though the infrastructure of that is an absolute nightmare. Yeah, I was going to say, of all the cities that you could put on that list, Atlanta's not making that cut. Yeah, but it has the sweetest stadium. It does have stadium. the sweetest stadium. It has the sweetest stadium. Mm-hmm. Only 15 cities have hosted Super Bowls because none of the other cities have the infrastructure to deal with what we're doing. We're getting ready to see our first one in Las Vegas this year. That's going to be fun. So that feels like something I need to be what trying to go to. That feels like I need that's something I need to be in that city for. <laughs> I might not come back. And if I do come back, I might weigh significantly we've, less. We've been through this before and I yeah, I still maintain. That's probably one of those things that you should just leave on the bucket list. Just Vegas? Yeah. Oh no, I'm doing Vegas. And, and once I do it once, I'll probably do it a whole mess more times. That's why you should probably leave it on the bucket list. Well, I mean, what exactly am I going to do in Las Vegas? Don't answer that. I, I thought of four answers literally before the question even got out of my mouth. Uh-huh. I was going to say, sports betting going legal here. It's not like, oh, nope, nope. You were talking about the other things that are crimes. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with the rotation that we've got on Super Bowl games. It's never going back north again, I don't think, uh, <laughs> until somebody builds a new one. Like the Bills. Maybe the Bills will get it when they get their new stadium. It is not going. I don't know. Way. I don't care. Come if you on, build, we can take a risk, can't we? I don't care if you build one of those weird sphere things. And it, if it ain't Let's coming to it. New York City again, uh, we're not doing it. Let's do it January. And yes, I know that stadium's in New Jersey. Let's, let's do it first week of February in Buffalo for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass. <laughs> You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. 
Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Asheville Championship returns to Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets. Back of the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. It's time for the most important message of the day. Don't do crimes! Let's go to Farmington Hills, Michigan, where they have uh, they've broken up a crime ring well is it can you call it a crime ring when it's only one person doing all of the crimes maybe maybe okay so how many uh, auxiliary helpers he had uh well i don't know that he had any helpers um but he did so he did this one crime one time a whole bunch of times as jeremy likes to say brian rousey 31 years old he has been sentenced to 128 days and two years probation for what they do call an organized retail fraud where he has to pay restitution of $20,108 to Target. He carried out a two-year scheme, Jeremy, where he was going to Target. Like, I would think that if you're carrying out, like, a a two-year scheme against one particular business that would tell me that he's stealing things while i don't know being employed at the business right he's running something on the side stealing stuff from his employer and then now this guy for some reason targeted all of the targets in the detroit metro area and over a two-year process he went in about 40 times on separate occasions to these targets and he would go in he would go to the kitchen gadget aisle he would grab hand mixers, those big, fancy, nice KitchenAid mixers, and then just walk out with them. And then he ended up selling them online for about 500 bucks a piece. So basically he was running a dropship business where he didn't actually buy the product to begin with. Indeed. I just feel like that's an elaborate scheme to go, I need some money this week. Got to go to the Target and get me a mixer. Why was it only mixers? Why are you not trying to steal other things? You know what they call that in Chicago? An entrepreneur. (laughs) My story is about 41-year-old Ryan Smith. I am going to tell you this story 
And then I'm, but I'm going to leave out several key details. Okay. Then I'm going to ask you to fill in the blanks and I will finish the story. Ryan Smith's a 41 year old man. He works in Nebraska. He had a client. That client had a girlfriend. They conducted their business. A few days pass. Mr. Smith decides to convert with the girlfriend of the client. Okay. I left out three very key pieces of information in that story. Fill in those blanks. Oh, my gosh. What does Mr. Smith do? What was special about the client? What was special about the girlfriend? Hmm. Okay. So he is a dentist. He is n- he's not a dentist, but you're not as far off as you would think. <laughs> uh, the client was, I don't know, his uncle. Girlfriend was his aunt. I don't know. I'll answer it for you. 41-year-old Ryan Smith worked at a funeral home. The 51-year-old man was deceased, and the girlfriend was a life-size sex doll. (laughs) Okay, didn't see that coming. Let me give you the handy bits of information here. 51-year-old man passes away in his house. Ryan Smith is sent to collect the body because he works for a funeral parlor, and that is his job. He goes to collect peoples (laughs) when they have become unalived Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he goes to pick up this man and he notices the girlfriend and he is quite smitten by the girlfriend Eh? that is one of my biggest fears in my life is that i die in my house and people find out all the weird things that happened behind that door that's why i didn't give the guy's name it's in the story i left it out to protect the innocent mr smith takes the man back to the funeral parlor they process the body He calls the landlord of the apartment complex that the man lived in and said, and I quote, we need to collect the doll in his house for a DNA sample. There is no foul play in what happened with this man. So the landlord, sensing a creep, he called the Sarpy County Sheriff's Office and said, I don't know why you would need this doll. And one of your fellers just called and and said he wanted to he wanted to procure that, and that is weird to me. So the sheriff's department dispatched a couple officers to the location where they found what the doll. They found the doll. They found Mister Smith, and they were too late. And oh, oh shit! He was upon it. it well, not actively, oh. but it, it appears. Because there were some things that were disheveled in the house. He had tainted it. That's a way to say that. Yeah. There are so many parts of this I need to unpack. There are none of of these that I need to unpack. I don't need to know. (laughs) Well, I have so many questions. Why would you not? If that's what you're after, I mean, you know, there are weirder things that you could be into, I suppose. Why would you not just buy one for yourself? There are certain instruments that you do not see a friend of yours have and go, I want that one. No, you need a new one. You need a new one that has not been tainted by someone else. He's too cheap like me, though. Apparently. Like, hey, that's he ain't using it. You know? That's a hand-me-down. You know, now that you've said that, you and Mr. Smith do bear a striking resemblance to each other. Cheapman? No. Heavyset Baldman was where I was headed. But ah. I just, I, I found this story last night i I was laying in bed i was i couldn't sleep i don't know that i have ever laughed as hard at an ap story as i did at this one because i went see this is where i need interactive news 
I need this guy to be made available for questions because I have no less than 20 of them. And I need them all answered for the furtherance of my life. Right, right. Why are we doing all these press conferences with politicians yeah, on their I, policies I don't need stuff. to hear John Fetterman come up here and grunt like the Neanderthal that he is. No, but I definitely I need, need to know to, this yeah. feller. Walk me through that. How did you get there? Yeah, I think this is definitely like the, um, I don't know, the 60-minute special that needs to come on right at the top after football on Sundays. No doubt. Right, and this needs to be the number one story of how did a man steal another man's lover if you're if you're gonna do it you gotta do it who's that guy on dateline the guy with the real low voice always comes up real high when he's making a point that guy i cannot think of his name i don't know i can see his face (laughs) the only thing i know about i mean in my history of watching football on sundays as soon as i hear that Uh, out turn uh, Turn the cigarettes out. No, thank you. Is this still a game? Because I don't need to be here anymore. Oh God, that news show that Papa likes to watch is coming on. Just turn it quick before he comes in here. <laughs> He's going to make us learn about things. Isn't this the one that had uh, Mickey Rooney in it? <laughs> that was Mickey Rourke. Oh, oops. Randy Rooney. Mickey Mantle. Randy Mickey R- Mouse. I don't know, Randy. and I don't care. Hey, Mickey Mantle. Hey, speaking of Mickey Mantle. There's nope. A, I got a Mickey Mantle story. Uh, hey, this is one that you're, I know you're all about because you're all about preserving historic things. Uh, <laughs> Mickey Mantle's childhood house is uh, you can invest in it. You can invest you in can it? You can invest in it. That's right. Uh, this story was posted today that starting on October the 27th, you could own a part of Mickey Mantle's childhood home. What, do I get like a countertop? How exactly nope, does that work? Nope. I, I, I think you just get a, a receipt that says you gave this uh, investment firm $7 and, and you get a piece of the home. You, you'd say, hey, I own part of that. Hey, you know what? We could do that with his show. For the low, low price of just nine ninety nine. Yep. you can own a piece of this studio. The birthplace of of the commerce comet how could you not want a piece of that i mean just to say i ran i own a random piece of property in commerce oklahoma no it is kind of cool though as they describe the house uh it's apparently not been touched it's still in the same you know era and he's still got all the baseball dents in the farmhouse from where he practiced when he was a kid so that's kind of cool so if you're a yankees fan Seven bucks, you could say you owned a piece of the a piece of the comet, if you will. I don't see Jerry Rice out there doing that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm 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 not I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know, he's like he's like, it's an old house, just tear it down. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, stop propping up useless crap. Oh look, this is the house that Blank grew up in, and nobody cares. Yep. Uh, speaking of uh, propping up useless crap, um, what are the Chicago Bears doing this week? Hey, that's uh, Tyson Badgett, to the best of what I could tell. That'll be fun. <laughs> uh, that's a big old grumper. They're a favorite with Tyson Badgett. Oh, no, they're not. That moved. The Raiders are only a three-point favorite. Bet you can guess which side of that I'm going to be on. Guess which defense I'm going to be playing this week in fantasy football. That feels like a good one. It's the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's do this. Well, we got a game tonight, and we got to talk about how we think this goes. That we we do. talked about the importance of the game. 
We didn't really break down the game. Yep. Thursday night football, Jacksonville Jaguars, New Orleans Saints. Who comes out on top in the Big Easy? We'll discuss it next. Hey, by the way, why don't you give us a call? We'll make you a winner right now. 225-4988. 225-4988. You want to go to the Asheville Championship. We've got Clemson, Maryland, Davidson, and UAB all coming to town for the earliest premier conference or not conference tournament preseason tournament in college basketball the Asheville championship coming to the Harris Cherokee Center Asheville November 10th and the 12th and you can be there call now 225-4988 or to get your tickets and more information go to AshevilleChampionship.com proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets the season we've all been waiting for is here no not that one the season of the big orange tent is underway in western north carolina the area's largest selection of halloween costumes decorations and accessories is at the big orange tent at the Asheville mall halloween express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes superheroes horror icons inflatable suits you can find it all under the big orange tent at the Asheville mall 10 to 8 monday through saturday 12 to 6 on sundays Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. At Ingalls, we're proud to sponsor area athletics at all levels. Whether we're building new fields for t-ball, celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park. We're here for the fans. No one gets the dedication to the home team like you guys. And we've got all the sports you can handle. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. All right, tonight we've got Thursday Night Football. It's going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars in New Orleans taking on the Saints. Jaguars 4-2. and two. Saints coming in 3-3. Three and three. Who can take the game? Who can win this thing? Will there be Trevor Lawrence? He's got a banged-up knee. They're saying he's a game-time decision. It'll come down to pregame workouts to determine whether or not he's going to play. Doug Peterson has come out and said he expects him to play. He has progressed today. It does appear that we will have Trevor Lawrence tonight. Expected to play is not a guarantee, and so anything can happen in pregame warm-ups. He comes out and turns the wrong way. It's, uh, you know, okay, we're done. Like, you're, we're not doing this. We're moving on. So it could be C.J. Beathard that's taking the snaps for the Jaguars in this one. Uh, Jeremy and I said both at the top of the program, this is a game that we would expect the New Orleans Saints to win regardless. Jacksonville Jaguars. Or, yeah, I said that the wrong way. The Jacksonville Jaguars to win regardless if Trevor Lawrence plays or not. Because um, I'm heavy on Travis Etienne. X-Factor on each side. I have one on both sides of the ball. Uh, I would say Travis Etienne for the Jaguars offense. Um, and I'm going to go with, 
Rashid Shahid. That is actually mine as well. For the New Orleans Saints. There's no Tyson Campbell tonight. So most likely you'll see Darius Williams on, I would say, on Alave. I don't think he will shadow him, but he's going to be on him a good bit. Which means that Shahid will get Monteric Brown on the other side. And I like the chances that he hits one over the top at some point. Uh, he's one of my favorite. If I'm playing the DraftKings showdown tonight, I will have Rashid Shahid. He probably will be my captain because he will be cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the one of the big storylines for me is the New Orleans pass rush up against that Jacksonville offensive line, which it has worked, but it has not been great. And so can Cam Jordan – and the rest of the guys in New Orleans get home, harass Trevor Lawrence, who even though he's, it looks like he's going to play, he's not 100%. Mobility's probably going to be a little diminished. He does tend to step step up in the pocket, and there have been times that he would step up into trouble. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that always bothered me on tape about Trevor is he finds his way into trouble more often than I want a good quarterback to do. So those are th- those are the two X factors for me for New Orleans is their pass rush, Rashid Shaheed, on the other side, I look to to Jacksonville. Where can you take advantage of New Orleans? Uh, and for me, it's probably on Paulson Adebo. Marshawn Lattimore hasn't been great. I don't know exactly what is going on with him, but he has not been the, the lockdown corner that you expect him to be. I'm not shying away from any of the Jaguars guys. I don't think they're going to be able to run as well as you do. Etienne, I, I could easily see this being a night for him, much like he had against Indianapolis. A lot of carries, not mm-hmm. many yards, a mm-hmm. touchdown or two. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for fantasy, that's a, a good night. For actual football, not so much. I think if I'm Dennis Allen, I'm looking at this walking in, knowing that Trevor Lawrence is is not 100%, and I'm going to make you beat me. Can you do that? Yes or no? Yep. I'll also be interested to see if New Orleans can run the ball, because – Man, watching Alvin Kamara just run out in space like, hey, you remember me? You paid me a lot of monies. You well, should probably use me. Yeah, you got to figure out a way to, to to get him involved. This this New Orleans offense has been clunky all season long, and I get that you were without Alvin Kamara for a few weeks, you know, with the, the suspension We've just had a lot of moving of pieces. Right. You've had Jamal Williams be injured. Derek Carr injured in and out of the lineup, and it's you've just reshuffled the line. What feels like four hundred and six times. Mm-hmm. There's no Ryan Ramchick tonight. They're starting Cam Irving on the right side. May not go your way. That's probably not going to be awesome. I mean, he's played good twice in his career, I think. Um, but. Jacksonville should win this game. That's what we said to to start off the show. This is one of those times that you have to take a New Orleans team that is beat up on a short week. The offense has been clunky. If you're that team, if you're the team that that we talked about potentially being the number one seed in the AFC, should easily win this division. If you're this team, this is a game you win. Yeah. Now the question is, do you? This is an absolutely maddening one for me, too, because um, as narrative guy, I look at this and go, okay, well – these are both teams that when I want to trust them and I want them to get a win and it's crush spot, you got, you need to have it. They both tend to let you down. So it's almost just like a meeting of the minds here of who can take the step forward. And I'm on the Jacksonville Jaguars to do that tonight because I think this can, this has the potential to get out of hand. 
if Trevor Lawrence plays. See, I don't think it does. Really? I don't think it you does. Think I think this close? will be close. I, I think this is going to be gross to a small extreme mm -hmm. because you've had Trevor that's been limited all week. So your your practice reps have been light. New Orleans has been what New Orleans has been but this, short week with one bad coaching staff and mm -hmm. but, but this I, is no doubt the best team you played. And the problem is you're three and three. Give me a score. For this game, mm -hmm. I'll go thirty two to seventeen. I'll go twenty seven twenty twenty seven twenty one. Jaguars. Okay. All right. You're in the sportsocracy. We'll see how those uh, predictions play out tonight on Thursday Night Football. We'll be back with you tomorrow on a Football Friday. Right here in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville.